Baby, I'm a gangster too, and it takes me to tango. You don't wanna mess with me, mess with me. Baby, I'm a gangster too. <laughs> Trigger warning. This podcast may include explicit content that will take you out of your comfort zone and make you question reality. Listener's discretion is advised. Don't fuck with me, fellas! This ain't my first time at the rodeo. Welcome back to another Crush Fest episode. You know I gotta go hard for my birthday month, right? So, today I present to you an episode I recorded with the Cult of Conspiracy podcast on the one and only Marilyn Monroe. I've reopened my case file and have even more crucial information to share. Yes, I already did a Marilyn Monroe breakdown. It was a while ago. We're revisiting that today. And uh, I know you're going to enjoy this episode, but listener beware. Your mind is about to be blown. Just so you know, I had a procedure done before I recorded this episode a few weeks back. And my bottom lip was completely numb while I was recording this. So your girl struggled through to the bitter end and uh, I feel like I can tell that my bottom lip was numb. I, I asked a couple other people they say they couldn't tell a difference so maybe I'm just overthinking it. I try to kind of be a perfectionist but I was struggling a little bit. <laughs> uh, still a fantastic episode. It's about to be my birthday. It's about to be my birthday. My birthday on November 30th. So stop by and uh, just say happy birthday or whatever you want to do on Instagram. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I know that you're going to have an amazing Thanksgiving. And um, speaking of Thanksgiving, let's just talk straight up. Everybody celebrates my birthday on Thanksgiving. They literally call it my birthday dinner <laughs> on Thanksgiving because we're all joining the family up for Thanksgiving and it's so close to my birthday. Why not? And I love Thanksgiving food. Mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, sweet carrots, uh, sweet potato casserole, um, turkey, honey baked ham, Hawaiian rolls with cranberry, you guys. Cranberry on everything cranberry over everything. I'm talking about I put crayon on my taters. I put crayon on my biscuit. I put crayon on my turkey. And then of course you can do like uh, cream corn um, with a little bit of jalapeno in there. Very good. Kicks it up a notch. So delicious. But I want to know what y'all's favorite 
Thanksgiving item is that you like to eat. I might post a little poll or something on the Patreon and then a separate post for Instagram. We'll see how I'm feeling. But I just love being around my family and uh, I love pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie. I'll eat either of those shits. I don't care. I'll, I'll eat them all day long. Hot chocolate. Uh, I get a little boozed up. And uh, we always have a peanut butter whiskey. We got fireball. We got all the seasonals, eggnog. And it's just amazing. I love to celebrate my birthday on Thanksgiving because it's like a smorgasbord of all my favorite foods right there in front of me. And I can just eat as much as I want, sit around the house, unbutton the pants, and just be a fat slob for an evening for my birthday. So... Anyways, let's jump right into the episode. I hope you enjoy it. I know I have a lot to be thankful for this year, and I'm thankful for everyone who listens to this podcast more than you know. I hope I tell you enough just how much I appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, with that being said, let's get right into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Cult of Conspiracy. And my name's Jacob. My name's Cody. And I'm Julia. I'm sorry, I'm just always waiting for the Jonathan Potter. I know, I know. It's weird doing it without him. Cult members. Not the same. I know I'm not the same. It's all good. Cult members, our beloved cult member Jonathan, had two molars pulled this morning. And as we scheduled this whole event, he said that he'd be okay to shoot. And then the time came and he was like, Nah, bro, I need to I need to cut back a little bit. And I'm like, hey, I completely understand, bro. I do. So my uh I decided instead of flying solo tonight, which I could have done, I decided to call up my brother Cody. Uncle Cooter himself is in the building. A little, little comic relief, man. That's right, that's right. And so, especially having on Cosmic Peach, you know we had to have some sort of a guest. And I figured the best way to go about a conspiracy episode with a comic reason and the subject matter that's going on. It's like, you know, this is going to be a great episode. No, so it's I, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm excited too. And Jonathan, I don't know if you'll listen back to this episode, but fuck you, man. I, I was so <laughs> excited to present uh, No, it's cool. It's cool. I get yeah. it. Um, I actually work in the dental field and I could have told him that probably was not going to happen. But uh, no, it's, yeah. it's all good. Anyway, so you reached out to us and said, or do we reach out to you? I forget how, which one that went, but, uh, actually, you know, you know, before we start that, before we start that. So this is you and my brother's first time meeting. Um, he has limited experience on the mic and I'm not going to say just like a little bit. We had a podcast for almost a year hmm. and it was a, uh, experiment. It was a, it was a, I'm not even going to say a train wreck. It was a train ride before the wreck. <laughs> it was a construction worker smoke pit talk. And we thought, okay. yeah, it's a great podcast. It was, and it was in the middle of COVID, so there was like, you, you we didn't even have anything new to talk about. It yeah. was just a straight year of COVID junk. Oh, yeah, it was so bad. It was bad, and then of course we went on YouTube, <laughs> and like that didn't go over well because I had no idea how to play this game. Um, we do plan on starting a podcast back up. He and I. Um, honestly, I'm the one dragging my feet on that at this point. I think it's. I don't know nothing about it. I just show up and talk, dude. You, right. You, you do podcast professional. That being the case, I wanted to get him on the mic a little bit more too, and uh, hopefully help you know the cult members get a little more acquainted with your boy Uncle Cooter because I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of him in the near future. So with that, Cosmic Peach, you wanted to talk today about Marilyn Monroe. 
you know how it came up actually is when i did the halloween murders episode with you yes somehow Marilyn got brought up and i said if you're gonna cover Marilyn, i've got an excellent presentation for you and um i've actually expanded a lot on the first time i did this episode it was a solo episode on my show Mm. and, and i've actually come to a different conclusion on who i think is responsible for this but oh. all of the forensic analysis is the same because you can't change that. Like it is what it is as far as that's concerned. And that's the, that's set in stone. So are you saying that, all right, so the forensic evidence you're saying was not in any way, shape or form tampered with, or have we completely ruled that out as a possibility? Well, I don't think that the forensic evidence that I found can be disputed in any way. Okay. But what led to her passing can be debated and i've changed my mind on what i think happened okay so not necessarily the result or the cause but yeah. you are changing your opinion as to the who's in the hows and the why yeah, yeah 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 your, your, your thesis has changed okay right so i do always like to start out the episode by saying what i have prepared to share with everyone tonight may be triggering okay it is explicit and if anyone has had a loved one die in this way it may be extremely difficult to listen to this episode but these are just the facts and the forensic evidence behind the case and what i can promise you is by the end of this episode you will know what happened to marilyn monroe Real. Yeah, that's a mouthful. That's a statement now. <laughs> that is a mouthful. So you're saying all controversy within anybody's mind will be completely silenced to and put to rest tonight. Shall we begin? Yes. Absolutely. Let's you have my go. undivided attention. Uh, okay. before, we do that, though, before we do that, real quick, because Jonathan's not here to give the plug, uh, if you would like to see. Also, do you have anything you're trying to visually share? Or is this all going to be a, a script? Uh, I always share the video on my YouTube or like wherever, but. Well, no, no. I mean, like, do you have something you need to share the screen for? Oh, no, no, no. It's all going to okay. be. I mean, this stuff is easily somebody could throw it up into Google and find what I'm talking about, but it's going to be more of the uh, the forensic evidence. OK, OK. So with that, if you would like to see Julia's gorgeous face, Cody's gorgeous face or my gorgeous luscious beard, then you're going to want to come to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash cult of conspiracy or rockfin.com slash cult of conspiracy links are in the show notes below i am really bad at giving those plugs but uh i do want to give a massive shout out to all of our cult members who have gone and done so because our patreon membership has gone through the roof in the last few weeks um and i think a lot of that has to do with our live that we do once a month we have not dropped the date for november as of yet but we will be doing our once a month live Live cult member forwards and backwards with us having a live Q&A with everybody. Uh, it is for that top, all third eye, all the way open tier on Patreon. So come and check us out if you would like to be a part of that. Now, let's begin. Let's begin. So, we're talking about Marilyn Monroe. And I'm going to skip who she was or why it's important or the conspiracy around it. Because a lot of people already know that shit. So... There's no point in me drolling on and on and on about it. Everybody knows there's something sus about what happened to Marilyn Monroe. Now, sure. her death date is August 4th, 1962. Mm. And on my show, I talk a lot about how occult the number eight is. And the 
importance of of specific events that have taken place in August. If you look, it's like Hiroshima, this, that. They always go down in, in August. And I think the eight is symbolic of like the snake eating its tail, the infinity mm-hmm. symbol. So yeah. it is significant to the dark occult, but not only did she die in August, which is an eight, she died in 1962 and six plus two is eight. So I feel like that in itself is kind of like, okay, is this ritualistic in nature? She was August also 4th. buried on August 8th, 1962. So it's, we got oh, our eight, 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 right. And then she died top. on August 4th. That's eight, four. That's the division of, so that there you go. Oh man. So it's, it's just kind of standing out to me right off the top, but I want to get into some facts that cannot be disputed. So her official cause of death was acute barbiturate poisoning. So sleeping medication, allegedly. Mm-hmm, like a tranquilizer. So acute barbiturate poisoning. And the official verdict of her death was suicide. But on the um, autopsy report, the deputy medical examiner penciled in a word next to the um, self-administered overdose of sedative drugs. He penciled in a word right before it and he wrote probable. Not definite but probable self-administered overdose of sedative drugs because he was not convinced that that's what it was there he was kind of like "Mm, probable but not definite okay so that caught me as interesting and um everyone knows that she was having an affair with president kennedy and attorney general robert kennedy yeah, she was getting Eiffel Tower by the brothers. That was a whole a whole flex. Is anybody mm-hmm. really mad at her for that though? I mean, look, this is not my bits. You know what I mean? Uh, look, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not gonna get mad at a at a zebra for having stripes. You feel me? Kind of where I'm at with it. You know what I'm saying? It, it is what it is. But that being the case, yes, she was a she was in a very precarious position for a woman of that. Uh, well, she was highly sought out. Job description. Oh yeah, yeah, she she was like um lusted after times ten. Oh, yeah. You know, she was, she was a sex the icon. of the day, but she was also mm-hmm. in singing roles. She, she did after she's dead. Oh yeah, she <laughs> she is so iconic that she is still being sold on t-shirts to this day. And the right. piercing itself is called a Marilyn Monroe. Like uh, what she was to that day and age could not be like understated by any no means. The diamonds are forever came from Marilyn. The Which is the diamond. only reason why diamonds are a thing in wedding bands today. Wait, what? Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, so here's what, what happened. Here's a little like a diamond kind of here, Here's a little backstory to why diamonds are even sought after. Because look at the royal, the crown jewels of England are rubies and emeralds. They are not diamonds. Yeah. Okay. So why are diamonds what every engagement ring and wedding ring must have? Well, there was once upon a time a company that found a little diamond mine. In Africa, and they thought, "Oh shit, we have all the diamonds." So what can we do? We're gonna start a whole ad campaign. Diamonds are forever, right? So you want your love to be forever. Boom! It became a wedding staple. Up until that, it was the basic gold bands. Even the wealthy elites rolled a basic gold band, but diamonds became a wedding symbol at that time. Come to find out, they did not have the only mine. In fact, they had one of the smallest mines on the fucking continent. But nobody knew any different because nobody gave a fuck about diamonds up until that point. Right. So it became really, really big. When when Marilyn Monroe uh, was used to promote that as the model for uh-huh. her. she was the face of it. Gotcha. She right. was the face of it, and diamonds are actually pretty worthless. And she gave them value because yeah. even if you look at Princess Diana, 
the queen, all of them, they have like blue sapphire engagement rings, rubies, yep. emeralds. Actual pretty stuff, yeah. Pretty stuff. stuff. actually rare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like colors and rare things. Right. Yeah. Like uh, even in the in the Titanic, what were they going after? They wanted the hope diamond, but it was like blue. a, a yeah. blue diamond. So not even white, useless, worthless. Run yeah, of the mill, just clear. Better as a tool, more or less than jewelry. Mm -hmm. Well, well just because they're hardness, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, sorry. You good? No, you good. But, but you anyway, know, so yeah, I think that's yeah, slow, that, that's that, that's kind of why she was so uh, enamored. Is if they put her face on something, it was going to be successful and people were going to buy it because she oh, was sure. huge. And a lot of people want to say, well, we don't know for sure that she had an affair with K President Kennedy and Robert Kennedy, but it's been confirmed. Okay. So just to put that to bed, in case anyone needs further proof, the head of the medical legal division at the district attorney's office was granted permission to listen to private recordings of Marilyn Monroe's psychiatric sessions. And he concluded from listening to those tapes that she was indeed having what's called explicit, quote unquote, affairs with both men. So it's not just a pipe dream that somebody came up with or a rumor. Literally have tapes of her talking to her psychiatrist about all the running and gunning she was doing with both of them. That was in confidence. <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, and it's actually said to have been common knowledge at the LA Police Department. Yeah, I feel and, like um, I knew about that. Even if, like, okay, like before you just said that, I didn't know that. I had never actually had heard that in my life, but I knew beyond doubt that they 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 be fucking. Like there oh, was never. A oh. doubt, you know what I mean. A hundred percent. So sure. even to be more specifically, there was a police chief. His name was Tom Redden, and he confirmed in a statement that everyone knew about it, and it was like no biggie. It was just yeah. common knowledge. But they also knew about her mob connections. So they knew about her affairs with Frank Sinatra. Yep. They knew about her affairs with a Chicago mafia boss named Sam Giancana. Yep, Sam Giancana and her. Yes, and they knew about Johnny Roselli, who was also a part of the Chicago mob. And all mm -hmm. this to them was like, okay, no big deal. She's uh, screwing this guy, screwing that guy, whatever. But what was alarming to the U.S. intelligence was that she had a close friendship with a, uh, a guy named Frederick Field. And she also had a close friendship with other known Soviet intelligence agents. So Is you tell Frederick me, was? sorry, Frederick was a Soviet spy. Yeah. Among other Soviet spies that she had connections to and was sleeping with. So like you tell me there's not something more than just, oh, she's pretty. She's in movies. She's this. She's that. You're right. sleeping with the president, the attorney general, Soviet spies and several members of the Chicago mob. I mean, look, dude. High class, bro. Bruh, talk about the <laughs> highest, the highest of classist abroads. I'm, I'm just saying, they got women nowadays that do it. They just on lower scale. She was top notch. She you know was I mean? upper <laughs> echelon. Dude, yeah, talk but, about the but, honey but, of that honey pot. What you talking about? Everybody acted like it was no big deal. Like, yeah, it happened all the time. But people back in the day minded their damn business too. You know what I mean? Like, uh, apparently oh, not. That's why we're having this conversation yeah, now. Yeah. Apparently, people didn't mind their damn business. Yeah, but what year is it? They didn't talk about it then while it was happening. Oh, yes, they did. 
Oh, yes, the they did. Wait he for popped it. out of the cake. Mr. So, yeah, dude, Jackie O like, had to fight back tears the whole time. Yeah, dude, okay. oh, they knew. All right, all right, they just talk. didn't talk about it publicly because her image was the everything. Which, yeah, once the, again, come on, JFK. Jackie was a stunner. A stunner for real. But, so after they found out about the more odd affairs with the Soviet intelligence agents, they were like, okay, we have to do something. So what did they do? They tapped her phones. Right, 101. And they bugged her house. Of course, right out of the uh, playbook. Yeah, little did the U.S. government know. The mob had already installed their own taps and their own bugs in Marilyn's home. So she was getting, so, okay, she was pretty much having a train ran on her from every angle, metaphorically and physically. She had the mob tapped her phones and bugged her house. She had the U.S. government tapped her phones and bugged her house. So, I mean, so she, also she had was the mob being tap surveilled. That, that I was I was the, literally gonna Russians say she was, that ass. Yeah, I was <laughs> literally president. gonna say she she was double tapped yet again. Okay. I'm seeing presence I'm seeing, tapping. I am seeing a official pattern. <laughs> Wire tapping and ass tapping. Gotcha. Good to go. All right. Tap so she was having double surveillance of everything that she was doing. And was still um, doing everything <laughs> doubly. <laughs> hey, right. Yeah. I respect it. You know, hey, game recognized game, dude. I mean, I guess if you're doing it, what you gonna do? Like if you're gonna do it, at least do it to this level. Yeah, if you're gonna be, and I'm, I'm not trying to besmirch the good name of Miss Monroe before I say this, there's no judgment on any sex workers out there. But if you're gonna be a hoe, at least be this level. This yeah. is this be, is be a that, class. Yeah, be that girl. Be right. Be that girl. If you're gonna be that level of boss bitch, like bro, this is the pinnacle of, of aspiring. I mean, mm-hmm. is that okay? Continue. All right. So today I want to cover the inconsistencies that will answer the long debated question of whether or not she killed herself. Mm. Okay. I'm hoping by the end of this presentation, no one will have any doubts because it all comes out with the peach. You know, I have researched this topic thoroughly. This is not my opinion until we get to the end. Okay. Um, This is not how I feel or anything like that. This is fact, what we're about to get into right here. This is the forensic evidence. So number one, inconsistency. Here we go. Absolutely no trace of tablets were found in her stomach, period. Now, when you say tablets, do you mean outside chemical sources or do you mean like the little uh, petroleum little gel capsules that hold the like the medicine inside of it? What do you mean? So they're referred to as tablets because that's how the Nimbutal, which is the dr- the sleeping pill that she took, is a, as a mm. tablet. For okay. shoot out, yeah. So that's what was the empty pill bottle next to her nightstand. That was mm. Nimbutal, and it is considered to be a tablet form. Okay. So there was no trace of tablets found in her stomach, and no trace of tablets were found in her intestines, period. Okay? But how can that be? When she had enough nimbutol and chloral hydrate in her bloodstream to legitimately kill an elephant. Okay. okay. Now, com- computer analysis compiled all of the pharmaceutical data and concluded that in order to reach the levels Marilyn had in her system, she would have had to swallow 60 to 70 nimbutol and 19 to 20 chloral hydrate. But there was nothing in her stomach or intestines oh yeah it's a bit much 
Okay, yeah. we're we're just that's warming up. That's step one of the scrutiny, and we're already yeah. detecting the bullshit. Now, see, look, I'm glad you brought the numbers first. Well, I'm about to say so. Inconsistency wise, how many how many of the first pills you said? I forgot. Seventy. Seventy. You would have had to swallow seventy. Yeah, and just yeah, and just orally seventy of them, and then twenty of the other, other ones. ones. Yes. Okay. Is there any record of how many was in the pill bottle? Like the number issued? Doesn't matter. There was none in her stomach or intestines. I'm just saying. That's oh, I'm that, actually. Like, I'm there actually, was a bottle of twenty. If there's, if there's an empty bottle. It yeah. should be in the police report that empty bottle of you know a hundred tablets say, or something. Let's say somebody OD'd on Xanax. Yeah. A, a Xanax bottle of forty issued to the name of such and such mm. was found next to the body. Okay. I would think that. You know, in the 60s, they're smart enough to pick up the pill bottle and say, hmm. there's probably evidence files of a picture I'm of the pill curious. bottle. She we, might have that we will actually that. get into that in like astounding detail. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Actually, it's just but... that clicked in my head. So, so that we... being said, I love that you brought up the numbers to it first because Jonathan's not here. So I'm going to have to get a little woo woo for a second because that is how all this typically begins, right? You start looking at these numbers, these synchronicities, because we don't believe in coincidences and they seem so stupid, right? August 4th, 62. Mm -hmm. These are just, okay, that's coincidence upon coincidence. But when you see enough of them line up and it's like, all right, hold on. That's worth digging into. The first step of this is already riddled with bullshit. And we are not even going deep yet. Almost absurd. Honestly. So Dude. I'm just follow the numbers, y'all. Look, the reality has a lot more math to it than people really give it credit for. Facts. Absolutely. Mm. And conspiracy does. That's yes. why I want to present it in this way. I cannot be debated on this. This is... Physical proof of inconsistencies in this storyline. Because yep. in what I wrote down in my notes here is that digestion stops at death. Yeah. Therefore, okay, all suicide victims who have overdosed by the way of swallowing pills without exception, without exception, Not one always one. have undigested tablets in their stomach and the residue of refractive crystals which is the active ingredient in every drug and it's found in their stomach and their intestine so those crystals had that, none yeah those crystals that you're talking about is basically the way that our body breaks down like foreign substances like that a lot of drugs it breaks it down into alcohols which in turn it processes in the forms of sugars but that's how our body basically processes it down and that's why people that have addiction as in the disease not the you know them just claiming that in reality they just can't deal with their shit people have actual addiction they have discovered that there's an allergic reaction to those alcoholic crystals to certain people and it can be hereditary so like addiction can in fact be a disease that can be passed down so those crystals you're talking about, again, very, very well documented scientifically and medically. And you're saying that there was zero, zero traces zero of this. Zero refractive crystals found in her stomach or intestines. Zero. Fascinating. Okay. There should have been substantial residue, okay? And yeah. substantial amounts of refractive crystals in her body to support an oral overdose. But there right. were none found. And they even took it to the level of using a polarized microscope and found nothing. Nothing in Marilyn's stomach or intestines. Okay? All right. Should we see what the medical examiner had to say? Okay? Of course. His name is Thomas Noguchi. And this is a direct quote from him. Okay? He said, I found 
absolutely no visual evidence of pills in the stomach or small intestine, no residue, no refractive crystals. No refractive crystals means she could not, absolutely could not have swallowed the pills, end quote. Damn. <laughs> I mean. I mean, what do you say to that? Like, like, do you need more evidence? Here we go. Okay, so here goes the coroner's report. Quote. A smear made from the gastric contents and examined under a polarized microscope show no refractive crystals, end quote. So hold on now. Hold on. Take away the official narrative for two seconds. Are you saying that this woman was sober at the time of her death? Yes. Because if there was, even if she had alcohol in her system, they would have found those crystals. Right. Oh, so, so she was stone cold sober. Any type of drug, not just like stone pill. cold sober. But somehow and her blood content had these chemical components in it. Right. And I'm okay. going to break it down for you guys. You're going to fucking love it. I figured yeah, I out it. everything. Let's go. I figured it the fuck out. Okay. So why stop here? Okay. Let's meet another doctor, shall we? Bring him doctor. In. As of now, yeah. as of now, we have talked to the medical examiner. We talked to the coroner. And we've talked to who else? So that I read off of the um, coroner's report. Okay. So that was, that was pretty much like her, her, um, Gastric spread and like da da da. So yeah. this is Dr. Sidney Weinberg. He's the chief medical examiner of Suffolk County, New York. Here's a quote from him. Quote, it would have been impossible for her to have taken the barbiturates orally and not have some residue turn up in the stomach. The evidence points to all the classic features of a homicide, much more so than suicide and certainly not an accidental death, end quote. Okay. That's a chief medical examiner. I mean, everyone knows the pictures of the crime scenes with the fucking pill bottle on the nightstand. Yeah. But, in, yeah. in all of the headlines, everybody, I want you to go and Google the headline newspapers for Marilyn Monroe's death. It says death by overdose. Marilyn took pills, 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 pills. There was even one article that said pills are to blame. Monroe dead. See, I'm so glad we're doing this. We just did an episode not too terribly long ago about Jimi Hendrix. And everybody swears that he died from heroin overdose, even though he never partook of heroin ever. As a matter of fact, he was very much against it from day one. Now, weed, mushrooms, LSD, and a little booze. Yeah, that was my boy Jimmy all day. He ain't never touched that hard shit in his life. Maybe right. a little coke. Oh, black devil. He, he might have fucked around on a little booger sugar sometime. Maybe, maybe. But he was not a he wasn't an upper type of dude. He was about the vibes. Right. Then somehow he dies from barbiturate overdose. That's the only reason why I knew it was sleeping pills, because I remember learning in dare in middle school, the term barbiturate. See, I, was, I didn't even know what that was. It's such, such a weird term. It's basically it is a blanket policy term to mean any type of medication over the counter or otherwise that will get you fucked up if you take too much of it. But like it's not intended to get you fucked up. So like taking them onto ambient like and staying NyQuil. awake. Uh, okay, if you were to get like, man, I don't know anybody overdose on it, but I'm just about saying, to say, Ny Nyquil definitely get you fucked up. I feel like Nyquil nice. knock you out before it gets you that fucked up. Oh, I've dude. never been able to concentrate hard enough to stay awake. Uh, bro, we used so to it, it would be more like Xanax because Nyquil is like in a histamine, which is what knocks you out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but you and it dries you out too. Shit. When I take Nyquil, I feel like a fucking dry ass log in the morning. You ever tried to fight your sleep? No. Son. <laughs> no thanks. Have a buddy that would take. Take sleeping medicine. Yeah. Hey, go to the bar with us and, and fight asleep and just get 
belligerent. It was no, it was oh, super, no, thank so you. So basically, that's what a barbiturate is listed as. So yeah, that's the reason why I knew whenever you said barbiturate, I was like, okay, here we go. It's a sleeping pill overdose. Me, me, me. Complete bullshit. Complete and bullshit. The first lie is usually the one that's believed. So if the newspaper got a leak, quote unquote, that it was a pill overdose, even though there's no evidence at the time to support any of that shit, that's the first news story that goes out. That's what gets popular. Yeah, but they don't ever bother to go and dig into these forensic facts like this. So in addition to the huge amounts of nimbutol and chloral hydrate found in her bloodstream, okay, Marilyn also had 2.88 times that much nimbutol in her liver, okay? Whoa. Per, this is per the two toxicologist reports attached to the autopsy, okay? But it's a shame that we don't know how much chloral hydrate was in her liver because her fucking organs literally disappeared before they could go back and retest them. I want you to say that one one more time. And this time, give a little more context. They they disappeared? Right. Yeah, let me repeat it back to everyone. They could never test how much chloral hydrate was in her liver because her fucking organs disappeared before they could go back and retest them. I could Let me that. expand. Let me expand, okay? Please do. Yeah. Please do, Peach. All right. So Dr. Uh, Noguchi or whatever, the, the medical examiner. Yeah. He was the one who requested the additional toxicology tests on her organs after he saw that there was double the amount of nimbutol in her liver, okay? Okay. Okay. He wanted to establish with certainty how the drugs had been introduced to her body. But he was told no additional tests could be performed as her organs could not be located. So there was a break-in at the hospital or something and the lab was raided? I was about to say, I've lost a pen out of my pocket. Right. I've never lost somebody's heart or liver. Straight up, like Marilyn Monroe's liver, just like... Someone I mean, as high profile as Marilyn Monroe, they just misplaced all of her internal organs. After wonder, the autopsy, even if they lost their cooter, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, out of all things to lose, that's one thing I would be like, man, I, I hope somebody might need to hold on to that. Look, I hope they did. <laughs> I hope they did because I'm be straight up with you. Apparently, the world wasn't ready for that one. Okay, apparently that one, that particular honeypot was a little too much for the powers that be of Earth. That's, that's the I one. hope that shit went to the grave. We don't need the recurrence of that. That's the one that was made of gold. <laughs> That's my point, dog. That one was made of gold. Had it been. If there was ever a possibility of an right. alien invasion that was like trying to get to the top and like work their way in, oh, they're coming to take it. No, Marilyn Monroe would have been it, dude. Oh, yeah. I think the aliens are coming to dig it up. Think about that. Like someone oh is high God. profile. <laughs> do what? Someone is high profile is Marilyn Monroe. How the fuck do you lose her internal organs before they're uh, fully? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Well, I think they saved his head for cryogenic reasons. You're saying they would save Marilyn Monroe snatch for extraterrestrial reasons. I'm just saying organs in general. Like, right. I wouldn't like you. You don't lose any of it. It's the body. Okay. For one. It that's, decomposes. That's the way it's meant to be. Yeah. But like you're still doing autopsy stuff. You don't lose that. How do you lose it? That's my point. So where does it go? The, is there any reports that we know of of a break-in of anything or is just, oh, we misplaced them? All no. we know is that after the first autopsy was performed, her body went missing for 10 hours. Oh. After it, and so Dr. Noguchi did what he had to do, right? It went to the morgue. 
went missing for 10 hours. All of her internal organs were missing after that. Okay. And however, so Dr. Noguchi was able to establish that her stomach was empty. Um, like, yes, no residue, no refractive crystals, no tablets, nothing. We've established that, but he also found that she hadn't eaten all day. No food, no alcohol. Wow. So okay. if there was anything in her stomach, especially tablets or pills or anything, then you would have been mm. able to see it very clearly. Very yeah. clearly. Yeah, that's the point. And mm. so I know what you're thinking and what a lot of the listeners are thinking right now. And I want to address it right away. She was given a deadly injection. I mean, that's where my brain initially would go. I sure. was thinking that too. I'm ready to see all tops on the rest of the body. Is there any track marks? Is there any anything? But again, I'm not saying that's the only way, but yes. Knee-jerk reaction. That's where Injection, most people... right? Yeah. Wrong. Okay. So Marilyn was thoroughly examined for needle marks, puncture wounds, or any evidence of injection of the drugs. And that possibility was completely eliminated. They went over her body with a magnifying glass. In between toes, fingers, everywhere. Nothing. And then they lost the insides. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. <laughs> you said they checked her intestines, correct? Yes. Okay, okay, making sure, because that was my other option, was like, maybe they, yeah, they boosted her. Yeah, they plugged it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, get this shit. There was a guy who attended the autopsy. His name is John Minor. And this is the guy who, who would eventually conclude what the only possible vehicle of entry could have been. And he was the head of the L.A. District Attorney's Medical Legal Department. And I will not be disclosing what conclusion he came to until later in the episode, okay? I think he just figured it. But, but I was I was actually shocked. It's not something you would think of, okay? And okay. Dr. Oh, Noguchi oh. eventually came to the same conclusion. All right, so I got three options right now. And I'm not going to single nothing out because I want to go down this rabbit hole, okay? The only three options left. So we have completely ruled out oral. We have completely ru ruled out rectal. And we have completely ruled out injection. Okay. Uh, so that being said, the only three other vehicles of entry that I could think of for these drugs, and I don't know how these chemical compounds di like dilute. So I don't know how, like, which yeah, of these don't. actually could be what. I'm no scientist. But what I would say is either A, skin absorption of some type. Again, I have no idea if that's even feasible with these chemical compounds. I'm just trying to look at it from all possible entries to the body. B, I could see it maybe being dropped into her eyes. Like, I know some people do hallucinogenics into the eyeballs. So that's another option. Or C, inhalation. And again, well, so this is in the was, 60s. That's what I was going to ask. I don't know. I, I personally don't know how the autopsy or like a toxicology report goes. Mm. But they got to inspect your lungs as well. That's part of your organs. I would think they cut that open to make sure you didn't suffocate. You it, know what I'm saying? It depends on the cause of death. Like if you were to do an autopsy on a gunshot victim with a headshot, yeah, like you don't, you're not going to check the lungs, right? You're talking about, you're talking about drugs. You no, no, no. Anything. I understand. But basically what she's saying is that they went down the process of elimination, which is how an autopsy goes right. whenever you don't know. I'm ready to hear it. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I, pretty much these are the only three. And again, I don't even know if these chemical compounds could be broken down in a way that could be inhaled like that in a gaseous state. I have no idea. But Jacob, I want you to hang hey. on to that. Hang right. on to it. Okay. And I'm going to reveal yeah. it at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that's the three that I got. So gonna, I can't wait to see what's I'm up. I'm going to also say that the skin is the largest organ in the body. Right? So that's, that's why I threw it out. But again, what would you do? Like make a bath 
and like soak her body in it so she's absorbed it. I, I don't know. Lotion, I don't know. Lotion, bro. Ooh, Love. somebody we're got gonna some get you it. We're, get, right, we're gonna get you it. Okay, let's continue our uh, our timeline here. I want to see the picture of her. Dead. That's gonna be the thumbnail for this episode. Is the picture of Marilyn Monroe's body in the bed? Absolutely. Okay, so just so everyone knows, Doctor Naguchi is actually a very highly respected medical examiner, and I looked into him, and um. He's been silenced like a thousand times for speaking up about Marilyn. And um, the weird thing is he's never been like bad mouthed or discredited in any way. He's only been shadow banned, as we would say. Like he, okay, he's so, really hard to find, but he's never been discredited. So it's not he didn't lose his uh, license to practice medicine. No, none of that. Any kind of, any kind of thing towards him in a professional stance. Yeah, he never had like peers. It's not like shit he's on never him. made a false, you know, medical malpractice. Like or right. Else. Just the he's, fact that he says the truth and they didn't like it. And that's the other thing. He's res Pretty he's much. still respected by his peers in his profession. So like that in and of itself speaks to whatever else. So he's, okay. done, he's done a ton of celebrities like Natalie Wood. John Belushi, like he's done them all. Very okay. highly respected, but buried, buried way down because he will just tell you, like, no, this is fucked. So they mm. just bury it, bury it, bury it, bury it. But he's very, very good. So they can't just get rid of him. Wait, 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 wait. Is there controversy around the death of John Belushi? I thought that was just a drug overdose. Is there some shit with him? No, no, no. I'm saying he's seen them all. Oh. All the celebs have went through Dr. Noguchi. You okay. know what I'm saying? In Hollywood. I'll say. Dude, don't tell me I do an episode on John Belushi. I would love to, but I didn't know there was a conspiracy around his death. I just thought he partied. Nah. He did uh he did his autopsy, you know. So, yeah, I got it. but so Dr. Noguchi also noted that he found a bruise on Marilyn's back near her hip that was never fully explained, and he ruled it as a sign of violence. Okay. It was huge. Oh. Huge, mm -hmm. huge yeah, bruise on her talking. back. So, you know, like right above your butt cheek on your mm -hmm. love handle, as they're called. And that's you said where there was the no puncture was. marks. No puncture marks. Okay. Just a bruise. Okay. Now get this shit. Wait, 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 wait. Let's I'm go through it all. Nothing. Oh, I didn't know that about this bruise. Now get this shit, yeah. okay? Okay. Her body was found laying face down. However... She had what's called secondary lividity marks on her back and the posterior aspects of her arms and legs, indicating that at some point during the first four hours after she died, that's when lividity occurs, her body was moved for a considerably long period of time before being placed back into the face down death position that the police saw when they arrived which created the secondary lividity marks, but they were asked at the scene of the crime if the body had been moved, and they said no, the body had not been moved, but she had lividity marks, and that does not lie. Right. Lividity does not lie. That is why it is such a monumental part of forensic science. Lividity is actually fixed in the dead body four hours after death. And it right. is impossible to alter that after that time frame. So transporting her body, I've heard that, could not have altered it. Being placed on the gurney, being taken to the morgue, none of that could have altered the lividity markings. 
And so what has been made clear is that she was actually moved twice after death. Okay. So, so for everybody listening, and I, I see your face, Cody, yeah. so let me explain. So it's kind of like rigor mortis, I'm guessing, when no. you stiffen up and you get moved. It's and when it... your blood settles. Right. So uh, okay. when your heart stops all right. pumping, all of the blood and all of the fluids throughout your body, because we are like 70 to 80% water, yeah. they stop and they start to go down with gravity. That is a process called Leviticus. Okay. It comes from the biblical. Now, that being said, whenever a body is in a position, let's say I'm sitting like this and I die, all of the blood will settle towards the gravitational pull downward, meaning that I should not have any blood rushing to my head in this position, right? right. That being said, if I'm laying on my back and I was to die, the blood will settle. And it looks like if you actually look at bodies, it looks like a giant bruise across their whole body. All the blood goes down. Now, when you move a body during that time, like she's saying, you could see where the blood was supposed to be and wasn't in direction that it did go. You're killing it. Yes, exactly. Fair enough. I get it. Yeah. It's that's why I've also had a gravitational pull. You could tell where exactly it's is it going and being so like if i come up on a scene let's say that i'm an emt i come up on a scene and there's a a uh, a body and it's face up but all the blood is at the face i know that it died face down and somebody flipped and turned the body over right. before i even mm-hmm. got there does that make sense very very okay. clear okay yeah. so what they gathered is she was moved twice but no one will say that the body was moved that they just found her like that but mm-hmm. the lividity marking suggests she was moved two fucking times and didn't they find her 10 hours after she passed away accordingly? Well, no, no. This is before they ever called anybody. They right? found her like at the house with these lividity markings. So whenever they moved her, it was at her house. They moved before her twice. They called ambulance, before they called the cops, anything. Mm-hmm. They moved her twice before the police even got there. So okay. let's, let's go on with the uh, forensic evidence. She also displayed the presence of cyanosis. Okay, what is cyanosis? It's when you turn blue. Why is that significant? I'll let you guys give me your answer why you feel like that would be significant. When you say turn blue, face, entire body, where are we at? Um, Fingers, gums, mucous membranes, face, multiple areas of the body blue. There's only two things that would come to mind for me personally, either lack of oxygen or freezing temperatures, either or. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, so this is significant to find in a person that overdosed, quote unquote, right? Correct. Fair enough. So it's actually a medical indication, as Jacob was saying, that her death occurred extremely rapidly. Yeah. Like with the quickness, like super fucking fast, like gunshot fast. That's when you get cyanosis. And this finding correlates with the timeline in which people actually spoke to Marilyn Monroe on the phone and her estimated time of death. Okay. So, dude, near the time of her death, she spoke to people on the phone and they said that she sounded completely normal, totally sober, completely coherent, no slurred speech, no indication that she had just taken 70 tranquilizers. Like you would think if you took 70 tranquilizers, you might be slurring your speech a little bit, right? Yeah, just a tad. Okay. Right. I would, I would, so I would give you- she's got the cyanosis, which means she died incredibly fast. And she spoke to somebody on the phone 30 minutes before she died. And they said, she was completely normal. Hmm. So this oh. is very significant. This would indicate that her death was not only rapid, but inconsistent with a sedative overdose. No doubt. Okay. 
Yeah, there's no doubt. Okay, here's another inconsistency, all right? The first officer on the death scene was LAPD Watch Commander Jack Clemens, who, by the way, just so you know, has been silenced a million times and thrown under the bus a million times and discredited and said that he was a fucking piece of garbage shithole. And all he's ever done is state the obvious facts of what he found when he arrived at the crime scene. He was the first officer on the scene. So Sergeant Clemens concluded after only a few fucking moments of being in the house that the death scene had been cleaned up, that it was staged, looked like a fucking Hollywood movie set. And he maintains his conclusion that Marilyn was murdered. And Sergeant Clemens is on record saying he thinks that a major cover-up occurred and the LAPD was going to dispute all of his findings. And they did. Hmm. Okay. That's no shock to anybody. They, right. They hide shit all the time. Yeah. I and mean, he, he is on I, record saying that it was the most obviously staged death scene he had ever seen. Yeah, he walked in there. He's like, yep, she definitely did. That, <laughs> that was put there. She was moved. And that, yeah, that's that, hmm. Yeah. He was like <laughs> calling bullshit left and right. He got in there and he was like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Well, nope. somebody that's a professional that literally sees dead people on pretty regular basis they kind of uh, it's it's a job at that point they know what they're looking for they yeah. know what they've seen oh, they, and they know what's it. been proven yeah absolutely that's their job like even me i've worked a thousand jobs and you get to the point where at some point working a job you know how to do it with your eyes closed facts yeah he knew the second he walked in there nothing was adding up yeah and like something that People overlook all the time, and I have to say, like, wake the fuck up when they talk about how Marilyn had to have died of a drug overdose because she was depressed or she was this. All these fucking documentaries and shit make her look depressed. Listen to this shit, okay? People who have died as a result of excessive ingestion by mouth orally of barbiturates in what is called the agonal stages as they're dying, they throw up. Yes, they blow chunks everywhere. They have massive regurgitation. And this regurgitation is all over the pillowcases, the bed, the floor, whatever they're resting on. Okay. They, there is regurgitated material everywhere. And there was none at the crime scene for Marilyn. And it said that she took how many? 70 Nimbutol, no regurgitated material whatsoever. Ever. And once again, that picture is a very famous picture. Oh, yeah, it's not hidden. Very famous. Everyone's seen it. It was on the front page of newspapers. This woman's death was literally seen in color. Okay. There was not any signs of vomit. So, yeah. Yeah. Once again, your body goes on straight up evacuation mode, just straight flight. I couldn't have said it more perfectly. Your body goes on evacuation mode, there's throw up everywhere nothing like that for the massive amount of drugs that was in her system. You're telling me she didn't throw up at all. It's involuntary. Right. Oh yeah. No, it's out of your control. hundred percent. Yeah. None at the crime scene. Okay. Not only that, but there is over a six hour gap of time between the time she died and the time, which authorities were called six hour gap of time. Right. Now, which, which is highly indicative of a cleanup 
but not the cleanup that you maybe think, oh, they they cleaned up the vomit or they no, no. another kind of cleanup. Now, all that to say, in most cases, when you have a six hour gap between time of death and the time authorities called and it was during the sleeping hours of the day. Right. Let's say that she went to bed. The last time someone saw her was around midnight. They came and checked on her somebody at 6 a.m. and they felt her. She was cold and they called the cops. OK, that's not absurd. Fair enough. But every bit of the whereabouts tell me right off the bat that, yeah, there, there was way more to that story anyway. So obviously that six hour gap was it's even, used very. Uh, it's even cooler, too, though, that she was smoking down the mob and everything else. So it's like, who done it? Oh, there's so many oh, possible. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into it. Don't my brain, worry, okay? my brain is just running. And I'll oh. tell you this much too: the way that it happened, I feel like, will tell a lot about the possibilities of who did it. Because I just realized the this was in 1962, correct? Uh huh. So there's another option. I'm not gonna say it out loud, but little known fact that that technology actually became more mainstream in the 1950s, and. I didn't think about that bruise, but we're going to circle back later. Continue. Oh, about the little... uh, boy, we'll talk later. <laughs> we're going to get into it. I promise you guys are going to love it. So, oh. dude, when Sergeant Clemens got to the house at 445 in the morning, okay? 445. 445 in the morning, he got there. Okay. Okay. So, wow. So, yeah. you're telling that as of the time of everything, she died. At about 10 p.m. Yes. That Which, is not what they say, but that is the facts. Wow. Okay. So, all right. He got there at 445 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And he said that when he stepped into the home, everything was bleach cleaned. He could smell it. Yep. Okay. And he said the housekeeper, despite just finding her employer dead in the next room was busying herself doing laundry. And she said that she was actually on her third load of laundry at, at four forty-five 45 in the morning. Hmm. Let me be honest with Run you. an old night shift. Eh? I don't see the, uh, <laughs> I don't see the housekeeper made lady really giving a fuck. I see but the what? housekeeper getting about a fat stack and getting told to wash this shit. Yep, that's what who, I see. That's who is who is she doing laundry for? The dead person, for uh, sure. Because yeah. I mean, yo, I tell you what, from it what makes I, no I, sense at all. From what I heard, Marilyn Monroe wasn't like that kind to poor people. She saw them as like beneath her. So her house cleaner, like, oh, she's dead. Hey, wash these sheets. Here's a stack. <laughs> see, whatever, uh, dude. You. Like, I'm gonna yeah. Let's go. Now, I can see that. something else to consider. Marilyn was an avid journaler. She had several, several, several journals completely full of entries. And she was an extremely like dramatic person. She loved attention. She saw a psychiatrist on a regular basis and talked to him for hours. She called her friends often. Very social person, movie star. Everybody loved her. Everybody knows this, right? Right. No suicide note. No suicide note. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit, okay? Right. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, who would it have been to? She didn't have a husband or kids. I think she famously She's a public, world. like Kurt Cobain? World. Yeah. Eh, yeah, I like could see that. The whole entire world that wanted to screw her at the time? That's, yeah, thought, that's like Kurt Cobain's suicide note was to everyone. I thought that was kind of her epitaph, right? It was like, uh, you know, die young and leave a beautiful corpse. Dude, no suicide note. 
I, I don't know. I'm not saying like it's not I suspect. Can, I can agree with that. With For somebody sure. that it literally thrives off of attention. Yeah. They would have made a big dramatic flair for their final goodbye. Oh, for sure. Some some obscure poetry, something. But so um, not only that, okay, but she was reported to be in good spirits on both the day and evening of her death. And witnesses who spoke to her on the phone shortly before her death testified that she sounded completely normal, was totally coherent. But let's go a step further, okay? I Marilyn had very specific plans for her future and was extremely excited about her future prospects. And dude, like after listening to the tape recordings of her sessions with her psychiatrist, a member of the LA district attorney's office said that there was no way possible. This woman would have committed suicide. Zero. Right. That's her psychiatrist who said this, correct? No, it was a person who oh. listened to her tapes with the psychiatrist and her talking about like how excited she was for the future all these projects she was working on that she was very ecstatic about future plans and blah 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 and they said there's no way this woman committed suicide she was so happy so excited looking forward to these new adventures or whatever but i mean like what else do we have the locked filing cabinet in which she kept her most important personal documents all of her journals was forcibly broken into and all of the items were removed on the night that she died. Whoa. And the cabinet is located inside of her guest cottage and not even remotely close to her home where she died. Okay, once again, more and more red flags just continue to go up as we can go down this rabbit hole. So it's like, did she commit suicide? No, of course she fucking didn't. Right. No. Why is why are why is her filing cabinets broken into and all of her shit missing if she committed suicide? Right, hundred mm-hmm. percent. What the I, fuck? I, I, that right there sells it to me. So, okay. how much more do we have? Because at this point, I believe we're like, no way anybody could be convinced that this was not a murder. But how, how much? I'm gonna say like we have facts upon facts on this one, don't we? We have facts upon facts, and then I'm gonna get into who did it. Let's go. All uh-huh. right. All right. So. There was a a little small sliver of paper discovered in her bed next to her body that had a White House phone number scribbled on it. But, yeah, it was checked into evidence, but it later disappeared, just like her fucking organs. Yeah, if I say, they put it in her freaking kidney and threw it in the river. (laughs) Yeah, her disappeared. You know that paper's gone, gone. What? Right. Um, Let's see. There was no um, case on record at the L.A. County Coroner's Office where organs had disappeared until Marilyn. But what else vanished? The Mm. original autopsy report, missing. Original police report, missing. Original medical records, missing. Telephone records of Marilyn's calls in the days preceding her death were seized by the FBI, and you guessed it, they're missing. Mm. Wiretaps and tapes of um professional eavesdropping conducted by the u.s justice department at her home and at peter lawford's beach house which by the way peter lawford is like um john f kennedy's brother-in-law ah. they bugged his house too because they used to meet up at peter lawford's house and fuck or whatever they were eavesdropping on his home they seized all those records and guess what missing okay wow. my question is just 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 way maybe maybe I'm off subject. I don't know. Why is the FBI 
taking anything from a murder case of a celebrity suicide. The right, suicide. Right. Well, that's so, like I, if Kim Kardashian committed suicide right now, and Biden was having the FBI look into this shit. Guess, yeah, I guess what I'm saying. A uh, suicide, like you said, Kurt Cobain. Right. Did the FBI do any research on him? Fuck no. You know why? Because they weren't worried about it. They didn't have no skin but in the game. They won't <laughs> let it go. They keep making documentaries, making Marilyn look like a crazy fucking psycho, fucking depressed ass person who took a bunch of pills. And well, that's I'm not what happened. I'm, but I'm that's why it's, it's but... so important to talk about this shit because nobody knows this, this stuff about Marilyn. Yeah. Like they Maybe. don't know. And it's very easy for that tale to get spun because you look at some of her contemporaries, for example, Judy Garland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, top of her game. I'm not saying it was a sex kitten by any means, but could have been if she wanted to go that route, I suppose. But my point is, though, absolute A-list pinnacle of success and then drugs and psychosis worked their way. And then she was a shell of herself when she died. So Absolutely. there were celebrities that were going through this at that time, especially. So for Marilyn to just be kind of chalked up into that, it didn't break the social norm, right? If anything, it kind of doubled down and reinforced that that lifestyle is dangerous. Yeah. And they were, they were counting on it. Right. They were absolutely counting on it. So there was a Lieutenant named Marin Phillips and he said, quote, in 1962, Chief Parker took all the files of Marilyn Monroe to show someone in Washington, and that's the last we saw of them, end quote. Chief Parker. <laughs> Do we know anything more about him? Pentagon. Ah. My gotcha. question is, I'm about to say, did anybody, let's do some research on that guy, see how he was living before and after that. <laughs> just say it, right? You gotta follow I, I that mean, money trail. I mean, you just you really want some. I'm not. You got enough facts, no doubt. So, but I like, mean, yeah. are you guys holding up? You're good. We haven't even gotten to the good part yet. Okay, oh, I'm, just, I'm right, just I'm warming up. I'm just warming up. All right. So, I want to travel back in time to the night in question. Okay. Sergeant Jack Clemens, who I mentioned earlier is doing his rounds when he gets a phone call from Marilyn Monroe's doctor. And he notes the time in his logbook at 4.25 a.m. Sunday morning. He rushes okay. over to Marilyn's home, and there's already a bunch of cars parked outside of Marilyn Monroe's house. Well, you Sorry. said the cops arrived at what time? It's just one guy, one sergeant, Sergeant Clemens, he got the call at 4.25 a.m., rushed right over to the house. Okay. There's already a bunch of cars parked out front of mm. Marilyn's home, which means he wasn't the first person they called. Right. Okay. And um, that could also make sense, too. Like if, if, for instance, Mark Wahlberg was found dead, you would call his agent, right, to right. see like how to proceed next. Mm -hmm. Do I call the cops or do you need to like spin a story first and then we call the cops? Like I, as, as far as how Hollywood goes, I understand why the cops weren't the first ones called, but yes, understand that that adds all the levels of suspicion to every bit of it from that point forward. Right. Right. Sure. It's like, what have you done in between the time you found her and calling me? And especially right. with them. Well, we'll get into it, but he goes up and he knocks on the door of Marilyn Monroe's home. Yeah. And he said they made him wait outside the door for like maybe six minutes, seven minutes. They weren't answering the door. They called the police and then didn't let him in for like a few minutes. 
he said that they he could hear people walking around he could hear people talking he could hear the housekeeper talking and um finally the housekeeper comes to the door she opens the door she lets him in she takes him to Marilyn's bedroom and the first thing he noticed was that Marilyn was dead on her bed mm. there was a sheet pulled up over her and her body uh was completely covered but it was naked there's a sheet covering her but her head was sticking out and it was hanging over the side of the bed yeah Marilyn's primary care physician Dr. Engelberg fucker and her psychiatrist, Dr. Greenson fucker are already there already in the bedroom and they're just staring at him. Wow. Mm-hmm. So no, the police were definitely not the first person called no. on this particular evening. No. And according to the Sergeant, it was dead quiet in the room and they were just staring at him. And then one of them, I don't know if it was Dr. Engelberg or if it was Dr. Greenson, but they just started like blurting shit out at the top of their voice. And he said that one of the doctors was like trying to set like a scene, like a movie. And they were like, I mean, so the way that he describes it is he was like, it was completely silent in the room. And then one of them was like, Marilyn committed suicide. Places, everyone places. Yeah. And he was like. He looked at Sergeant Clemens and he was like, quick, look there on the nightstand, a bottle of Nibutal. She took all of them. Yeah, like some Sherlock Holmes shit, but on a movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. What's that like? Oh, Mm -hmm. wait. Let me me dump over the bottle first. Hang on. Okay, now look what's right there. (laughs) Right. So he's like, so Sergeant Clemens is not a fucking retard. So he's like, okay, there's something completely off. They're acting bizarre. They're acting totally out of character. They're supposed to be medical professionals. They're acting like actors in a movie. What are you doing here at 4.45 in the morning? Because we just, see, when... Oh, see, sorry, my bad. No, 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 you're good. But, like, we were talking about how it is suspicious. But, like, let's say you were to come upon um, Cameron Diaz, and she has been found dead, and you were the first person to find her. Would you call the cops immediately or would you like call her her publicist, her manager, her fucking I would call her agent immediately and be like, what do you want to have happen next? I'm I just found her. Don't don't put me in this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause this is okay. about to get real Fair messy enough. and real stupid. Yeah. So okay. y'all gonna call, but I'm letting you know your girl dead. You know what I mean? So I yeah. I could understand that, but understand also the fact that they didn't call the cops initially adds every single bit of suspicion oh, from yeah. this point forward. So it's like... I can't raise my eyebrow no higher. Right, 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 right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, oh, they didn't just call her agent and her manager and the publicist. They called her psychologist, her primary care physician. Right. Great teachers up in that bitch. Like, yeah, man. Hmm. They, they called, called pretty much everybody but the cops to come over to the house. And so, <laughs> like, he's like, okay, fuck off, you two. Right. He pulls the sheet down. Immediately, he's like, the body's bruised. Why? If she died of a drug overdose. She was found in what's referred to as the soldier's position. Her face was down. She was completely straight on the bed, and her arms were at her sides completely straight. This is not typical of a drug overdose. That's not typical. No one sleeps like that. No. Okay, because as I was discussing earlier, overdose victims have like involuntary spasms and they start regurgitating and they're usually found in a very contorted position. And uh, Sergeant Clemens knew this. 
And he was like, no, and what are these bruises? Right. And also want to mention that the fact that there was bruises visible means that Mm -hmm. those happened before she died. Yes. And while blood was still pumping through her body. That's also important to note. And so when he saw the bruises, he said, has this body been moved? Both of them said no. Both of them said no. And he asked if they tried to revive her. Very important detail in this story. Did you try to revive her? No. They said it was already too late when they got there. Any medical professional knows, even if you find a corpse, you turn them over and you do CPR immediately. So, yeah, just out of reaction, that's your job. Well, at the same time, they just said that they didn't touch the body. So that means that they couldn't have done some sort of like. But it would have made more sense if they were going to tell a lie story to say that they rolled her over and did CPR and then rolled her back over into her death position. Right. They didn't. They said they didn't touch the body and they said they didn't try to revive her. Marilyn Monroe, you didn't try to revive her. You didn't even check her pulse. Mm. They did get to see her naked, though. Well, I mean, so did most of the world at that time, let's be honest. (laughs) So he's like, he's like, these doctors, I mean, immediately he doesn't want to ask the doctors any more questions because he knows that they're lying. So he goes to the housekeeper. She's in the laundry room on her third load of laundry. Why? She's folding clothes. And um, it's like I said, like, whose laundry are you doing? A fucking dead person? Like, what, what are you doing? He said she seemed agitated. She was nervous. He asked her if something was wrong. She said no, but um, she would be willing to tell him the series of events of how she found Marilyn was dead. So he was like, walk me through it. And she says, it's midnight. Everybody needs to get a timeline in their head right now. It's midnight. She woke up to go to the bathroom. And notice that the light was on in Marilyn's room from under the door. And that was unusual for Marilyn. So she went up to check on Marilyn, but the door was locked and she knocked on the door and Marilyn wasn't answering. So she calls fucking pipsqueak ass Mr. Greenson, who is her psychiatrist. Because she's thinking, allegedly, according to the storyline, that she's locked herself in a room and won't come out. We need to get her shrink over here ASAP. Yes. So that's the storyline. She calls Dr. Greenson and Dr. Greenson arrives at the home at 1230 approximately. That's what I'm saying. They had their script. Well, yeah, but I'm going to just say from my point looking in as a housekeeper, you know how much has probably been, you know, confided in this little woman that just sits there and just eats all this shit from this woman that's fucking everybody in the United States, every high ranking member in any type of organization. Dealing with crime or yeah. fucked up government shit, whatever. She's fucking everybody. For sure. Th- this housekeeper is the the open ear at her house that probably hears all this. More so, like the observer, too. Well, yeah. Well, she sees it going on. She might not even get talked to, but she hears. It. Yeah. So as the housekeeper, to see a light on, doors locked, she probably knows. I know everybody's, you're trying to prove the point that she wasn't depressed and all, but I'm sorry. Excuse my French. Hoes, hoes be having hoe problems. For sure. So- so that being said, she probably knew it was like, damn it. The bitch is pissed off again. Probably in that fucking. She's about to go into a red hair yeah, phase. The problem, though, 
is I'm just that, saying. No, makes- no, I got you. And I'm glad you're devil's advocate because it just gives me more room to prove my point. The problem okay. is that everybody says that about me. Maybe I'm just oh well, no, no. It's good to give no, it's the good. other side its credence because we have people to look at people aren't thinking this angle. stuff. People listening right. to this right now are thinking what you're thinking and you're just saying yeah, it. So I need to answer the question. The problem is that she's just a housekeeper and she's not a professional actress. So she fucked up later and told yeah, the police uh, that uh, the door was never locked, that Marilyn was afraid and she was claustrophobic and never locked her fucking door. That, uh, that, was, that was a fucking fuck up because she said, no, Marilyn's door wasn't locked. Marilyn never now, locked her door. So she lied. Marilyn's door was never locked and there would have been no reason to call Dr. Greenson to the house if she had access to Marilyn. Now we talking. Now okay. we talking, boy. All right. You got me quiet. She also refused to testify at the trial and fucked off to Europe for several years after they found Marilyn's body. Ain't that something? The housekeeper killed her. Well, no. Let's just say. No. <laughs> but I hope that answers your question about the housekeeper oh, yeah. and why it's suspicious. Well, like I said, so the story that they pitched at, at everybody, the entire world, it. It checks on, out. On her in, not the doctors, not the fucking washing clothes at 445. I guess if you're up. And you've been knowing that somebody's dead. I don't know why you're washing dead person's clothes, but I could see where, as a housekeeper, that's your job. The best thing you could do is just do your fucking job and mind your bits. For sure. I, I just a nervous tick. Just go do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I can understand it a little bit, but that don't make sense. Not either. to that degree, right? No. So what she said is, Doctor Greenson got to the house at twelve thirty. That he tried the door and got no answer. But again, remember, she later said it was never locked. So right. why is he trying the door and getting no answer? So he said that he had to go around the house and look through Marilyn's bedroom window and saw that she was not moving. So he had to break the window open, climb mm-hmm. through the window, found that she was dead, then unlock the door and let the housekeeper in. And then... um. <clears throat> around 425 in the morning, six hours later, the police were called. That was 1230. You said 435, six hours later. So that math ain't mathing already. It ain't mathing already because it didn't go down at 1230. Exactly. That's a lie story. Mm-hmm. Mm. And there was no reason for Dr. That's- Greenson to break the window if her bedroom door was unlocked. Why is the window broken? Why did that have to become a part of the cover story? We're going to get into that. Okay. So um, he said that the doctors and all this story was completely rehearsed, that he said it sounded that it was unemotional, like they were reading the newspaper when they told mm-hmm. him what happened in the chain yeah. of events. Okay. They're making sure they remember all their lines. Exactly. Right, right. Especially the housekeeper, who's not a professional actor, right? Right. She's just a housekeeper. So... She said that after uh, Dr. Greenfuck told her that Marilyn was dead, she knew that there would be a lot of stuff to do and that a lot of people would be coming over to the house. And so she got her mop bucket and broom and started Uh cleaning the house and that she had to call around to see if somebody could come fix the broken window. And that's why it took six hours. Wow. Yeah. Time of night. You're calling somebody at 2.30 in the morning to see if you can fix the window because... Your employer's That's the most important. That's the most important matter of business. I'm In between sure. loads of laundry, of <laughs> yeah. course. In between mm-hmm. loads of laundry and, and, and bleaching and... the entire house when there's obviously some sort of death, meaning cops are going to be here. We also got to remember to call 
any window repair shop open at fucking 3.30 in the morning in L.A. Got to get to him. Got to. And right? But so the crazy thing is, so he goes to the, to the doctors and he's like, well, what were you guys doing during this gap in time? And he was like, well, we had a call, as Jacob said, the publicist. Right. The studio. Yep. Are we allowed to release this information? And that's a that's a solid argument. Look, it is. It no is. But that, this dude. is what. I don't know if she even owned her whole name. At that time, I don't know if the studio owned the rights to 50% of Marilyn Monroe or whatever, because, like, dude, some yeah. of that fine print, they mean you're fucking sold, dude. Oh, no, no, when, I, when, I, when I they, can get that. Yeah. When you got that dude that signs that 95.5 to get his star in Nashville title, sometimes they do, in fact, mean 95% of the boys' flesh and blood. Like, it's a whole fucking thing. So at that time, I don't know if Marilyn Monroe could or could not. You know what I'm saying? Like, before we call the cops, do I need to get the other legal half of the corpse involved here but that's that's the thing though is sergeant clemens had dealt with celebrity deaths before and he knew that that was part of the rigmarole Mm -hmm. and he called them out on it he was like okay let's go on the timeline that you're proposing and you got here at 12 30 and you had to call the publicist what is that a 30 minute to an hour phone call what were you doing the other four hours right he said (laughs) that the doctors looked at each other they they were just like shuffling around, stumbling over their words, and they were like, "We were just talking." And he was like, "Well, what what were you talking about?" They looked at each other, shrugged their shoulders, walked to the other room. Yep, that's literally not part of my lines, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, that we weren't not ready for that question. <laughs> but there is so much more credit that this dude, Sergeant Clemens, should get, and he's never recognized. Nobody even knows his name. And no, I kinda... hope that that changes after this because. He's actually the one that pointed out to the doctors and it's written in his statement that although there was a knocked over pill bottle on Marilyn's nightstand, there was no glass or drink of any kind. Yeah, she drops on 70 of them. Near the body. None. Okay. No doubt. Because anybody who's ever swallowed a pill before knows it's that easy to swallow a whole fistful with 70 no- pills right. with no water or drink of any kind next to the nightstand. He said, now that being said, hold on, hold on now, hold on. That being said, maybe there was more to Marilyn than meets the eye. I mean, it's also possible she, in fact, was the earliest mention of a throat goat. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad you brought that, that up. Possible. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because actually on the announcement of Marilyn's death, everyone close to her, her closest family, friends, relatives, whatever, all they all refuted the possibility that Marilyn could have committed suicide by an or- oral overdose because she was a horrible gagger and she would cry swallowing even one pill. Well, that debunked that whole fantasy, didn't it? I'm about to say, so you mean tell me the biggest famous is- Everything. Take it, take it in, take it in. She was a gagger, a gagger. Yeah. Didn't even put it in her mouth. Well, I mean, who's to say that the gentleman she was with was even big enough to require a gag reflex come into play? Don't, I don't know what kind of equipment these gentlemen were were I, blessed with. I know it was bigger than a pill. Fact. Facts. Yeah. Well, I also know that when you're Marilyn Monroe, you don't actually have to do everything. Uh, that's the other thing too. I'm very curious. Is that even like? I bet she was a horrible lay. I bet it was just. Well, the you know what they say. They say about. The way. <laughs> no shit. I'm, this is the cult of conspiracy, big dog. We opening third eyes and shattering those fantasies that left and right. I got one dream. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> well, well. It was one dream. I'm sorry. It was Marilyn Monroe. 
So actually, um, Sergeant Clemens wrote in his report that after he said, where is the glass? Like, there's no drink. There's this pill bottle, but there's no there's no water. There's nothing. How could she have taken the pills? He wrote that the doctor's jaws fell to the fucking floor. They were fucking flabbergasted. They didn't know how to respond. So what did they do? They start scrambling around the house, searching for a fucking drinking glass that she could have used to take in these pills. And none was ever found. But Sergeant Clemens did make another discovery, though. In this search for a glass or a drink of any kind, she could have taken the pills. He discovered that all the water had been shut off to Marilyn's home because she was remodeling at the time, making it even more improbable that she swallowed pills. Now, hold on. How was the, the housekeeper yeah. doing laundry with no water? So from what so from what I can gather, the um main Maybe like part she was just of the, folding laundry, I don't know. Right. The main part of the house, the water was disconnected for the remodel and the guest cottage where the maid or the housekeeper stayed was like the guest uh like the cottage where yeah. she kept her journals and shit was still powered up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, mm -hmm. this makes sense. Okay. Now also she may have swallowed it with a other type of beverage, liquor of some type. But if that was the case, there would be, there would be a glass, there would be a bottle, there would be something, there would be those crystals in her body, there would be something in her blood alcohol content. So once again, irrefutably, there's yeah. no way that Marilyn Monroe died. Of a pill overdose. Absolutely absurd. So Sergeant Clemens wrote this report. And then the, the second officer that arrived on the, the scene from the LAPD wrote a report. They both confirmed there was no drinking glass next to the nightstand. They both confirmed this. And other officers, by word of mouth, confirmed there was no drinking glass next to the nightstand. But why, oh why? Right before the cameras arrived, did a glass appear on the nightstand for the tabloid photos? I was going to ask you, because the picture that I am thinking, and I was actually going to question if it was the same picture I was thinking, I remember a glass on the nightstand. So whenever you said that there was none found, I'm thinking, okay, I must be thinking of the image of, uh, what was that uh, James Bond movie? Uh, not a golden eye. Mm, found no. the woman who was like painted gold on the bed. And I'm thinking like, oh, I must be getting it crossed up. No, no. They were like, oh, wait, who's coming? Let's conveniently place a glass next to the bottle of pills on the nightstand. There are two documented police reports saying there was no glass anywhere in the home and then all of a sudden hey we're going to take photos of the crime scene Ooh, there goes a glass right next to the pills and once again the first lie that gets told is typically the one that's believed mm -hmm. okay now dr greenshits fucking the psychiatrist estimated her time of death as 12 o'clock green fuck green shits i love it Fuck this guy. He doesn't deserve the, the fucking know, recognition. So I'm, like I'm team fuck this guy too. I'm with you. Yeah, Hell fuck yeah. this guy. He estimated her time of death at 12 o'clock and then he got there at 1230. But the actual time of death examining the body is around 930 p.m. Mm. Yeah. Okay, the following day. So oh, excuse me, that day they found her at 4 a.m. They they she died 9 30 uh saturday night okay and then they he was sergeant clemens was called at 4 25 sunday morning so the body wasn't examined until 9 p.m on sunday no 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 
he said that they found that she would have died at midnight oh, oh, and oh, then okay. he got there at 12 30 then they called him at at 4 25 but really okay. she died at like 9 9 30 ish okay and then he was called 4 25 in the morning mm-hmm. so that's a huge gap of time between the death and sergeant clemens actually being called to the scene and i like that they told the housekeeper like her story was simple she noticed this she came up and saw this she called this person walked away mm-hmm. you know what I mean? like then the person opened the door she saw the body this person took over she went and folded laundry i'm out this Boom. bitch. yeah it's like go fold clothes bitch and let us take yep. care of the rest and i'm gonna just sit here and fold these clothes for the next however long what we got until somebody shows up so because i gotta give my my line in the script all right i'm just gonna fold clothes they're here okay great time to go and here's my line boom i get it Makes and then purpose. she fucked off to europe for years yup Okay, Wonder. never even testified at the at the trial or whatever. Wonder but something else that people overlook all the time that's a basic fact of crime scene investigation is that a broken window is always classified as inconsistent with suicide because it's an indication of forced entry or foul play. Yeah. Right. 100%. There's only a few instances of a suicide uh, typed a death that I could think where you could see a broken window is like an obvious, oh, okay, that's how it broke. Especially in the room where the dead body is found. And especially so, if it was by pills. Right. And the the most interesting part and in what Sergeant Clemens noted in his report is that the majority of the glass was on the outside in the grass, not on the inside of the bedroom. Maybe one tiny little piece in the inside of the bedroom where Marilyn was and all the other glass was on the outside, which would indicate that her attacker was inside the bedroom that she was trying to escape rather than someone breaking in to save her. So these fuckers didn't even think to like break the glass the correct direction? No, I'm thinking Marilyn broke it. Or even Uh, like go outside and grab those glass pieces and, you know, put the big ones inside. Something. Nothing. They thought about, yeah, these people are genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for your storyline's sake. You, right. You got to at least fit the bill. Yeah. They, yeah. they had to make the broken window a part of the story, right? Now, again, there, there's two options to that. Either yeah, A. Well, the door was locked. So that's how they got in. Uh, right, right, right. So the I can door see was, The door was not locked, which is know, how they got into the room. I'm just saying, the story was the door was locked. So they right, entered the right. window. So the window had to be broken. Whether or, not outside. She, whether or not she broke it trying to leave when whatever happened, whether or not they got in there, made this, conjured up this story, and was like, oh, hey, how'd we, oh, yeah, the door was locked. You, you remember? Because you couldn't get in here. That's why you called us here. That's why we're here. Oh, wait. All right, window's broken. That's, how we, <laughs> that's right, good. Right. That's good. Oh, man, you I could see that as an option. I really I could. Can see, really I can see that. Yeah, all the glass in the yard. We just made this story up. Like you said, oh, shit, window. Right. And they wouldn't <laughs> have thought. Way, either outside way, it was it definitely not broken from the outside. We can both agree right. it was not broken from 100%. the outside. For sure. Right. Yeah, I don't know who broke it or exactly what reason, but it was definitely not broken from the outside of all the glass outside. It, <laughs> right. Yes. That's not how so, physics work. Yeah, the world you, doesn't work that way. If you couple the, the all the glass being on the outside of the window with all of her fresh bruises... Okay, especially the big one on her back, like near her hip. What are we talking about? We're talking about a sign of violence here. So, um, possibly. Well, uh, one of the bruises, okay, that I didn't mention earlier that I will mention to you now that's the smoking gun. Okay. Are you holding out information now? Smoking gun? (laughs) The smoking gun that I did not mention earlier on the autopsy report is that, quote, 
Her colon showed marked congestion and was purple in discoloration. And this so, is the smoking gun of okay. this case. So we're thinking rectal. Yeah, they plugged it. They 100%. plugged it. So, all right. Facts. I got two ideas on how it was done. One of them is not injection in the way you're thinking. Have you ever seen those old school smallpox injections that are the air gun? Mm-hmm. When I heard about this bruise on her hip, my first thought was they loaded up a poisonous dose of sleeping medication into an air gun and shot it into her hip. That would have hit her bones, meaning it would have gone to all of her blood immediately. What's more likely is they held her down. Yeah. Fresh bruises on the back of her legs and her arms. Okay. They put a knee into her hip. Yep. And they shoved it up her ass. Okay. Yeah, let it kill her and then they... You know, evacuated it out to where it wasn't in her body. So her intestines were examined, and there was no signs of tablets, but there was signs of something. A massive else. overdose of medication. Yes. So they boofed it to her. Damn. Well, so my question is, and we're going to get into it. Don't even say anything because I'm going to cover it all. You're not even going to question it. Okay. That's also why I said rectal because of the amount in the bloodstream. Same thing. Yeah. So Go. as you were talking about earlier. She didn't have access to the drugs that killed her. Okay. Mm. She was being successfully weaned off of Nimbutal by both Dr. Greenfart and Dr. Ingledusher. <laughs> they get better. <laughs> Dr. Greenfart. Oh, she's going to stay with it. Oh, that's so great. So, okay. <laughs> they documented that she was on a fucking minuscule dose of Nimbutal, like the lowest dose you can get before zero. And mm. the only prescription that she had access to was prescribed by her psychiatrist, Dr. Ralph Greenson, okay, mm. on August 3rd, 1962, for 25 capsules. Now we're talking. Yeah. I asked that earlier. Okay. So there's yeah. no way that she would have had 70 of these, let alone 20 she of the have, other she ones. She had to save them for three months or whatever the dosage mm -hmm. Longevity was. Now, that being said, that means that she did, in fact, receive a prescription for tablets, meaning that she at some point learned how to fight that and actually bite the bullet and swallow a pill. Now, I'm sure it was a very elongated, dramatic process for this woman, especially being her. But at least we knew that she was capable of swallowing pills. And I could see this doctor even going in court and testifying and saying, look, I gave her a prescription for them right here. And this right. Is so, like, I could see that being a part of it. But again, 25 tablets one time. That wasn't like a monthly reoccurring dose. No, she was being weaned off. Exactly. And they actually had given her a bag of liquid Nimbutal that her housekeeper administered to her because she couldn't swallow pills. But the dosage was the same amount as the bottle of pills. It wasn't enough, even if her housekeeper overdosed her with the bag of Nimbutal or whatever, to have put that level of, of drugs in her system. So that's wow. completely that you have to throw it out. It's not, there's no way. And there was no puncture marks. Go ahead. Got a question. Yeah. Uh, just like I said, not like a scientist or nothing, but I'm just, I don't know how the human body works. So the crystals you were talking about earlier in your stomach and your intestines, mm -hmm. that, that doesn't form in your colon? I'll get so, to it. I'm asking. Here's, I'll get to it. I'll get, get to it? it. Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, let's say, because understand that happens while your body is processing digest okay. the digestive fluid. Yes. Okay. But I right. you'll you'll get it. I promise you'll love it. So now that we 
couple, the the um, bruises, the window, the everything, the statements aren't matching. There's nothing found in her stomach. No refractive crystals, no residue tablets. She's not, she doesn't even have access to it. The only vehicle of entry was anal. Yeah. Simple, simple, okay? And um, Dr. Noguchi that we talked about earlier said he observed a considerable area of her sigmoid colon which is the lower portion of the large intestine, um, extremely congested, dark purple in color, which would indicate that it was rectal. That okay. Nobody talks about this. And I know it's like, oh, it's oh, they put it in her. Yeah, they did. Yeah, straight but up. Straight up. And she wouldn't have done that to herself. Yeah. Well, I mean, under, <laughs> she didn't have enough of it on her own person to do it to herself. I'm, I'm she didn't have enough on her own person to do it to herself. And actually, because she had cyanosis, which means she died extremely fast, yeah. she would have actually had to have assistance administering it because she would have been dead before she could have squeezed the entire enema in her ass. Yeah, that's here's the thing that kills me. And I don't know. I'm not an expert on the history of people getting fucked up, right? Now, that being said, I don't know when butt-chugging things became, I'm not going to say more commonplace, because it is not a commonplace practice even today. It's right? more accepted nowadays, I guess. But it's, that being said, <laughs> it's not accepted. Like, people don't do this on the regular, but I would say it's done more frequently now than <laughs> throughout the last few centuries of human history. At the what I will tell you in doing this research, what I discovered is that enema bulbs... So it's like it's like a round um, rubber ball with a hose. Like it's it's like a what they call a syringe type enema. It's got like a right. a hard plastic nozzle that comes up, and you mm. just squeeze it, and it shoots right up into your ass. And this was the um, preferred method of killing people um, in the mob in the 1960s. That they had found uh, several mob related deaths, uh, death by enema bulb. Now, see, that's my thing. I think that whenever they figured out how many blood vessels are connected to the colon and they realized that it hits the bloodstream like instantly, yeah. then it became more commonplace. Now, that to say, I don't know if humans knew that and were like using it for party purposes once upon a gap or if that's something that was like not really known. But then when the medical professionals kind of made that more commonplace, the mafia was like, hey, 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 come talk to me. What did you just say? Hold on now. Mm -hmm. Murdering this information. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And and for those of you who are like, why did how could she not have just given the enema to herself? This is how quickly she died. Everyone knows when you die, you evacuate your bowels. And if you were actually being given um an enema like this, like someone was holding you down and doing it to you, you would try to push it back out your ass, right? Like right. you're squirting it, you're gonna try to push it back out. She died she, so fast. You couldn't even she, try to shit. She still had stool in her colon. That's how fast she died. Yeah. This hit instantly. instantly. It hit her instantly, which is also why yeah. those crystals never formed. Her body uh -huh. never started to break it down and digest okay. it. All right. It hit her bloodstream and it stopped. That makes sense. Okay. Yep. Which I mean, is why, which is why she I'm had... Gonna, um, I'm going to poop it out. I mean, you would think. Well, you I'm would, saying, you I'm would try to. You would try to at least, yeah, but she didn't, even, she didn't yeah. even have the chance. That's how quick it was. Well, even if, it went, yeah, like she said, that way. when she dies, her body was supposed to evacuate her bowels. Even if it was from this method, you would think that her body would just like release unless it couldn't because there were still things being pumped in. So this is this is validated by her having cyanosis, which like if you're choked to death, you're suffocated, you drowned. 
when you die really fast like that and your blood get your oxygen cut gets cut off you turn blue like that she had that so there was no way that she could have pushed it out or tried to like fight yeah, she or she was dead pretty much instantly Indeed. Um, and that that's why she had no puncture wounds but she had all those bruises because they had to hold her down take her clothes off and and give it to her and so um the fact that she still had stool in her colon is just another smoking gun that this is how they did it um and let me see the lividity mark so they gave it to her and it's found that she died with her head hanging off the bed and her arms at her sides and her legs were spread but they were like kind of like outward and then Mm. for a period of time after she died they flipped her over onto her back and she stayed there for approximately two hours to three hours and then they rolled her back into her original death position where the police found her so my question is the sheets were clean yes and the house smelled like bleach and the housekeeper was on her third load of laundry so they rolled her off the bed, cleaned up the bed. Yeah, housekeeper washed the fucking sheets for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the mattress would have, I mean, uh, unless, like you said earlier, made the fucking picture scene pretty much. Unless the mattress was inspected, the... who would ever think to check and see what the mattress was soaked they with? They didn't. They of did not. not. And now we have to narrow our suspects. Here we go. Ooh. And in order to do that, we have to look at who is in charge of covering up all of this evidence that I just gave to you that nobody's Mm. fucking heard until now. Or maybe they know and they did some research like I did, but nobody's talking about it. So who is in charge of it? Because remember, all the phone records were seized. The housekeeper confirmed that Robert Kennedy came to Marilyn's home earlier that morning and that they were fighting. Okay, and then he left. Then the police department files on this whole case to this day have never been released. And um, key witnesses like the housekeeper were never asked to testify. They fucked off to other countries and shit. And mm-hmm. there have been like a million and two documentaries painting Marilyn as a screwed up, depressed, psychotic, uh, ha- was at the end of a rope and all this shit. And, um, too hard, you know. There, we, there's actually um, our own opinions, and then you give us yours. Or ooh, I just I'm curious because this is my first time really looking this deep into it. I would like to give my okay idea from hearing all this information. All right. at me now, granted, you know nothing about who owned her titles, who I'm, her money was owed to, or nothing else at this time. You're just going knee jerk reaction right now based off of what we know is the cause of death. What this think? is this is a knee jerk reaction, and okay. this is me. I guess newly starting to believe conspiracy theories and looking at logic. Opening up that third eye, baby. Third you eye. If you if you way. don't mind, if you don't mind me inputting my opinion. Two cents it up, dog. Like to see well, you know, everybody's yeah. brain works different. Please. So obviously it's not proven. The information's slightly there, but it's not getting talked about. So I would I personally okay. just knee jerking thinking. So first and foremost, JFK got it. He got assassinated. So he's obviously not uh that was a little bit later, as well as I, his I'm, brother. I'm just saying though, they, they, that don't happen every day. Right. So obviously he's cahooting with the motherfuckers. All right, for, for one. For sure. So then on top of that, the FBI got involved with the autopsies and everything else. They don't do that for fucking suicides. The right? Pentagon got involved. 
Correct. That's what I'm getting at. So the the bad thing is, as much as I would like to say it was politicians, the bad thing is the politicians fucking bugged the phone with the other people already had it. The the mob had it bugged already. So that being said, as corrupt as the government is, how involved was that with the mob at the same time? So my only thought is this is the bitch that was getting passed around the parties. She knows too much or mm. it, you know what I'm saying? So, but the thing is, I don't exactly know. I mean, be a hundred percent honest. I don't give a shit what individual actually did it. What entity did it? You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Who's what behind was, it? Yeah. What I was will, the, uh, hopefully I will answer that for you. Okay. But if like I said, I don't have an official answer, but this is just me reading the writing on the walls from all. And you're close. As of now, who do you think done it? Who are you thinking? Well, so just me and just you. And we haven't gone down the whole story. I'm going to say the government pushed it all through. Okay. Because they have enough information and they have enough people and they're controlled enough people to wash all the shit. Now, did they use the mob to do it? Ah. It's very simple. So very simple. The mob was only around because the government fucking let them mm, be around. At that. Oh, facts. They gave, the mob gave. Rigged elections to the Kennedys. Understand that the, the 60s only reason, were the pinnacle for the mafia yeah. in America. The 60s and 70s before Rico came into effect in the 80s. What I'm saying is the government lets things happen that sure. benefit them. For so sure. if the mob's around, it's because they're letting them be around. Because they're using them to push issues for the government. So that being said, that's not here nor there. So you think it's a combo of the two? I'm thinking the government just used them. Now, did they use the mob or did the mob pay off the fucking psychiatrist and the doctor to come over there, shush up the fucking housekeeper? Hey, bitch, go get you a bucket of bleach. Get ready. Yeah. It's about to be a fucking mess. Yeah. Very simple. You pay anybody enough money, they'll shut the fuck up. So you're thinking that it was kind of a, co- a co-op, if you will, in some varying degree between and if, the government and the mafia. Whatever Marilyn Monroe was aware of, yeah. knew, and had knowledge of yeah. was worth enough money, they'll spend the money to make it not happen. Heard this. Fact, all right. They do it all the time. I Let's mean, go. if you if you look at the Netflix documentaries, they're gonna tell you she killed herself. Of course. And that's right. why that's why it's so fucked up, is because there there's a new one that I want to mention because I'm sure a lot of people have recently watched it. And it's on Netflix. It's a docuseries that can go burn in hell. And what they did is they got a bunch of statements from Dr. Fucking Greenbean's family. And the whole goddamn thing is a joke. Yeah. Because they were like, our father would never have partaken in a cover-up like this. And our father cared about his patients and blah, blah, blah. Dollar bills make you change your mind about some shit. Yeah, well, he's just, yeah, he's just a good liar to y'all as he is the fucking press. That's why he fucking lied. Good job. He lied to y'all his whole life. He's been hiding shit. There's no right. doubt. He is an I mean, actor, dude. He's fucking professional, bro. So, <laughs> with my research... I'm going to just tell you what I think it is, and then I'm going to tell you why. I think that the Kennedy brothers Mm -hmm. hired the mob to take care of the situation, and I'll tell you exactly why I think that. Let's go. All right. So we know that she was fucking both of them, right? And we know that she fucking everybody, but I mean, fucking everybody. We we know she's fucking both of those two. Okay. And let me get to my notes here. Oh, Russia's about to come back into it. Fuck yeah. 
Oh, you know please, they got to. Please bring Russia spies back into this shit. Yes. Did you yes. know, by the way, before we get into this, that that chloral hydrate is the date rape drug? Drug. Yeah. Yeah. Chloral hydrate so is. If uh, you were gonna uh, kill yourself, you're gonna give yourself. Uh, what was it? Thirty tablets of the date rape drug and seventy roofies. tablets of Nimbutol. So seventy sleeping pills and twenty roofies, real quick. Yeah, I'm here for a good night's coma. <laughs> About to go Dude. down with a hard nut. Good God. <laughs> I actually, I was going to mention something that I forgot to earlier, which is uh, we were talking about the date rate drug and Nimbutol, <laughs> the tablets, okay? Yeah. They are actually coated in a candy coating of yellow dye, and none of that was found in her, her system either. So, I mean, there, it's, just, it's just impossible. Yeah, that... It's we're, We should just move past it, but I, I did want to mention that. Yeah, the facts um, are definitely there, no doubt. There's too many so, to dispute. It was also made abundantly clear to everyone who was close to her and through the recorded tapes with her psychiatrist that she was not in a suicidal frame of mind. But what I do want to mention before we get to our suspects is that if she had enough and was about to take enough date rape drugs and Nimbutol to kill an elephant, why? Oh, why? 30 minutes before her time of death, did she place a phone call to one Janine Carmen telling her that she was having trouble sleeping and asked if Janine had any extra sleeping pills? Right. Closed case. Obviously. Fucking. That's not all. Speaking of phone calls, right before the time of death, if Marilyn was so depressed and ready to just end it all, why did she place a last-minute phone call to her hairstylist confirming her hair appointment the next morning? Right. You're about to kill yourself with 70 Nimbutol and date rape drugs, and you're worried about confirming your hair appointment for the next morning. Yeah, once again, a red flag on the play. But first, hair. Challenge. <laughs> Challenging the play. Yeah. Nothing stops the drip is essentially no. what Mary was saying. Nothing, including her own suicide put, slash put, death. Put me to kill myself. You still need to get your ass over here and fix you, my hair tomorrow. You better make sure my take, hair did. They're going to take pictures. You're fucking right. That? It's, like, it's like I'm having my legally blonde moment. But yeah. the hair. <laughs> right, 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 right. No doubt. <laughs> when let's, get back to the, let's get back to the Kennedys, though. Okay. Mm -hmm. As it turns out, Marilyn... Was getting to be a sloppy bitch. Okay. Yeah, that happens when you're getting passed around to be 12ths and 13ths. Hoes be like, there's, hoes there's be like, no other way to put it. But what was the nail in the coffin for her sloppy bitchery? It was JFK's birthday. The birthday cake incident. That was her signing her death warrant. Yes. So she wanted to sing happy birthday to the president at the gala in Madison Square Garden. But in light of the upcoming elections, the Kennedys advised her not to come. They actually had her studio send her attorney a two page letter of dismissal for contract violation if she attended the party. But what did she do? She said, fuck it. I'm going to show up for this dude because didn't she fall in love with him? Allegedly. He did. She was completely in love with him and it's all over her uh, tapes with the psychiatrist. She did not consider it to be a frivolous love affair. She was completely obsessed with him. 
Now, her brother and the mob balls and the Russians, those are just things. Those are, That was just another Tuesday. She you probably know? smoked them down to get to him. Why yeah. not all the above? Trickle down banging. Right. It's, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. You know, second, trickle so, up banging, whatever. Second this, hand. This third is hand. like the pinnacle moment because not only does she come to the party, what does she do? She shows up in a nude, see-through, diamond studded dress and she sings happy birthday to the president and just a uh, fun fact kim kardashian recently wore this dress shocker mm-hmm. she's got her whole well i was gonna say career but she hasn't really had a career let's say life uh trying to emulate her yeah trying to be the world's biggest sex kitten and that's she's gone she's trying to be hollywood's Maybe. witch like Marilyn was oh for sure but this has been referred to as Marilyn's like go for it all or like yellow moment because they told her not to come. They didn't want her there. She showed up and then she like went for it. She was like, not only am I going to show up, I'm going to show up naked and I'm going to sing happy birthday to my man. Yeah, it's getting messy. See, this is this is where I think people have too much entitlement, because how do you like you go to a, a restaurant and somebody serves you cold food? You you have the entitlement to be like, hey, my food's fucking cold. Right. You don't fuck with the president when they tell you to not do something and go and do it and expect to live. I mean, you can you can absolutely do what they say not to do. Right. But like you really see that going good. I mean, and keep in mind, it wasn't was Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> but hear me right. out. This wasn't just any old president, bro. This wasn't just your average POTUS. This was the president, the first off, the youngest president in history. Secondly, the president who's never even knew the Great Depression was happening because of the lavish lifestyle of luxury that he and his family lived for the entirety of the Great Depression. All that because of his father getting out of the stock market before it crashed. All of that from illegal tip-offs from the bootleggers and the mafia, which is how he made his money in the first fucking place. Wondering how to, okay. So, so the mafia <laughs> and the Kennedys were thicker than thieves up until... Kennedy decided to fuck him. And that's the thing, though, is like what Marilyn did that night pissed the Kennedys off so badly they wanted to kill her. And that was before Kennedy started his anti-mafia campaign. It was before. So at this time, the mafia and him were tight, tight. The five they, families, they were, York, they were the thick as the crew, Vegas crew, everybody was tight with the Kennedys. You had to be. They put him in the White House. Facts. Big facts. And hmm. Jackie actually had plans to go to Paris during the gala event for JFK's birthday. But when she found out that Marilyn was going to go ahead and come, she canceled all of her plans and attended the gala. And she was notably pissed the fuck off the entire time. And it was staining the name and reputation of the Kennedys to have her there. And that is everything when you are at that level of wealth and power, status and reputation and respect on your name. Yeah, if you, lose, everything. If you lose that, then you fucking. That's it. It's the same as like the Clintons. People were almost not maybe to the degree, but they were they were equally as obsessed with Jackie. Oh, my God. She was the people's first lady. Yes. Like so, if I can so, say America's equivalent to Princess Di. Yeah. But to see her visibly upset like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That was a time. That was a stab. Straight slap in the face. So she was not only singing happy birthday to the president, she was flaunting her shit around the whole night. And it was very obvious and distasteful to everyone. And so this is what happened. Okay. She was trying to like deface the Kennedys single handedly. And 
the U.S. Secret Service had to step in and seize and confiscate all of the photos that had been taken that night of Marilyn throwing herself all over Robert Kennedy and President Kennedy. And then they had Secret Service agents go to the hotel rooms of all of the reporters and demand that they not write anything regarding Marilyn and the Kennedy brothers. And there was one reporter, her name is Miriam Smith, and they took her camera, they took everything away from her. And then there was a couple employees of Time Magazine that they said came to their hotel rooms and did the same thing. That's how yeah. big the deal it was. I can believe that. So basically, she got messy as fuck. What, and, uh, uh, she fucked around and found out. What's the what's the timeline between the Madison Square Garden incident, birthday, and her death? Few days, few weeks. Like like very soon. Oh not, yeah, not, yeah, not months. This was no. This happened week and a half later. Boom. Yes. It was okay. uh, yeah, yeah, no, I just I don't know timelines. I, you know what I mean? I'm just curious. And so following it was it was the end of July, I believe, going into she died the beginning of August. August I guess. Of- yeah, we could look up JFK's birthday and see from then to August. <laughs> uh, yeah, they threw it might. The gala might not have been on his actual birthday, maybe like the yeah. following weekend or something. But it was very close in time. And yeah. um, actually following the party. The Kennedys cut all ties with Marilyn and the private phone number that they had given her to contact them at the White House was disconnected and she had no contact with them whatsoever, which made her start to go kind of crazy. And she was like, well, I'm just going to tell everybody everything. Oh, yeah. She's finna sing. Mm-hmm. And at that point, J. Edgar Hoover got involved. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. J. Edgar Hoover was the head of the CIA. Yes. Okay. And he got involved because Marilyn was trying to make her affairs with the Kennedy brothers completely public. And um, you, so a lot of people might be wondering, like, what's the difference between Marilyn Monroe and all of the other women that, that John F. Kennedy was fucking? Because he was. It wasn't just Marilyn. Yeah, no, he was a hub. Right, because he was fucking a lady named Judy Campbell. He was fucking a lady named Ellen Romstich, and he was fucking a lady named Mary Pichot Meyer. And they actually, J. Edgar Hoover said that they were probably spying, they were Soviet spies. Really? Yes. Uh, Judy Campbell, Ellen Romstich, and Mary Pichot Meyer were found to be Soviet spies. No way. So that's why he had stepped in on behalf of John F. Kennedy and was getting involved in his personal relationships. Yeah, I guess so. You finna be a national, uh, I, I don't know the word I'm looking for, a national threat pretty much by who yes. you're smoking down. Yeah. 100%. But the, the difference between them and Marilyn is that these other ladies did a good job of keeping their mouths shut and their legs open, but Marilyn didn't. Yeah, no, well, she was the only one that wasn't on an agenda other than the fact of fucking it. Everybody, right. else, everybody else was on an agenda. I can't say anything because I need information. I need she to be was in, in love with him. Yeah. Marilyn was strictly acting off emotions. She, she was like trying to make a spectacle of right. the relationship. She wanted everybody to know. She wanted that. That's her man. Right. Even Jack. Right. She was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, bitch, you. Oh, you think. No, that makes a lot more sense. So, like you said, everybody else did. I can't say nothing. I'm I'm in there. He, whether right. or not, Whether or not I'm in there, I'm fucking him. So I'm close enough. And the thing, too, I have it somewhere in my notes here. Let me see. 
they were they were found to be Soviet spies, but they were actually deported. Deported so, from the US afterwards? Yes, they were. Yep, I found it right here. They were deported. So after J. Edgar Hoover found them to be Soviet spies, they were deported. They never mentioned anything after that, but Marilyn could not just be deported. And she was yeah. ready to like make she a was, stand and like be yeah, she was the it. she was the last uh she was the last standing leg in their way of mm-hmm. the last well, of puzzle. Well, not even a puzzle. They're not figuring anything out. Well, they knew it. It's just she was the one that let didn't me try. have any skin in the game and could literally say whatever the fuck she wanted. The last loose string that needed to be tied up. Let's huh. put it like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, J. Edgar Hoover was the one who sent the Secret Service to Maryland's home to sweep it after they announced her death. That's on record. And Ooh. why would... himself? Yes. Wow. And he was head of the CIA at that time. Yes. This wasn't like when he was a field agent or some shit. No. Nope. He was full-blown HNIC. Head of the CIA. Oh, yeah. And wow. the only thing I can think is to protect the, the Kennedy brothers from defamation. I could see that because that's Lots how... Filing cabinet being broken into. Yep. Yeah, See, well, yeah, that's all the journals. That spills all the beans. Well, that's why J. Edgar got to the position he was in. He had tapped the White House for every president for decades. Because basically, presidents come and go. The CIA is forever. And if J. Edgar's in charge, I'm going to stay in charge. He had dirt on everybody for yeah. like the better part of 50 years on some real shit. Yeah, he was also, also the one that signed the order to obtain all of her phone records and all of her medical files. That's See, cool. when J. Edgar did a, a favor for somebody... They remembered it. Right. So when the time came and he needed his back scratched or he needed to shift something in a certain direction, he called in certain favors. Yeah, he got a right? favor from everybody because he literally got everybody's fucking dirty laundry. Very similar to how the mafia. See, Jay Edgar would do things with information. The mafia would do things with their physical bodies. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's but multiple policies. The They're the boots on the ground. Indeed. The foot soldiers, if you will. They are. And the mob was working with the Kennedys. And it has been documented in several other mob-related deaths that they had been using this same drug-laced enema to kill people. The barbiturate overdose. Yes. Which only became a popular thing around this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. And let's not forget, Jacob has reminded me several times about a woman scorned. Mm. What? Look, look, I'm just saying, you know how crazy a white woman could get? But have you ever seen a white woman that's got a chip on her shoulder because you just burned her? Look, the, the Bible talks about hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Basically, if you bring out a bitch as crazy, don't get mad when you get got over it. Does right. That make sense? Right. Marilyn you know? was a woman scorned and so was Jackie. <laughs> yeah, they were scorned at each other, but one of them had a little, uh, you know, actual stroke. The other one could only stroke. Whatever. Yeah, well, think about it. Like Marilyn had to be in one of these like sex kitten programs. She was tied into all of this shit, okay? And she was like a loose cannon. So I do believe, in my opinion, that she was probably like clockwork orange to bits. She probably had a dissociative personality disorder. They were probably using her in other government programs. That is my opinion about Marilyn Monroe. She, but she was also easily disposable. Right. Yeah, no, she's well, easy to get rid of. Easily disposable in the physical act of killing, yes. Yeah, but, they, but they, she was also such a cultural icon, you could never kill her legend. You know what I mean? Precisely. Why do they need her alive when they have her legacy? 
But right. the, the problem is like during some kind of fucking steamy pillow talk session, she probably overheard some shit too. And they were like, this is over with because Robert Kennedy, this is my opinion. Robert Kennedy has been seen and everyone knows, including the housekeeper, that he was there at Marilyn's house the morning she died. Yep. Maybe he was trying to warn her like, bitch, listen, I don't want to have to kill you, but I fucking will. What position did he hold at this time? uh, Attorney general. So he was the current attorney general at the time of Marilyn Monroe's death. Yes. Okay, so they just hadn't turned on the mob just yet, but he had been appointed to that position. Okay, interesting. Yeah. In so my opinion, George. I think he was warning her. Like, hey, because the housekeeper said that she heard them fighting. Okay. That he came over, it was normal. They sat in the, the foyer or whatever and drank water, whatever they did together. And then they went into her bedroom and they started fighting. And that mm. it was super loud. They could hear it. And then he left in a hurry. So here's what I'm thinking. We know that the mafia and the Secret Service had her house tapped. Mm-hmm. And the Kennedy's uh, cousin and the White House and all the other places where they would fuck. So all of that pillow talk, that wasn't just a hypothetical for the people that made this kill happen. That was something that they knew she knew. And then that conversation of whatever happened may or may not have been said between... Mm-hmm. Both Robert and Marilyn, both deceased. Who's to say, except for the people that had the room tapped and knew that, all right, that is it. This is a green light. We have to move. Well, I mean, think about the time frame, because after Marilyn, it's like a slippery slope. JFK dies. Robert dies. It was right after that when they made that kill happen where JFK decided to turn on the mafia and sick his brother, the newly appointed attorney general, on the mafia with the sole purpose of rooting them out in all their evil, corrupt deeds. And da, 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 da. literally the people that put him in that position, the people that had done all his dirty work, the people that rigged the elections all the way through. And you're going to fuck opinion, up. I think all we see are actors because mm-hmm. it's like, so what? You think you're the president? So what? You think you're the attorney general? They're definitely the puppets, 100%. Now, I will say again, this is before Rico came into play. This is when the mafia was like achieving their pinnacle height. Mm-hmm. This is during the, when the Godfather part two would have been happening where like they finally started trying to crack down on them. And as long as they could evade the income tax evasion rules, they were good. As long as they could account for their dollars and cents, they were untouchable. Rico is whenever they came up with the Organized Crime Act. And as soon as you could find any kind of organized crime syndicate, you could bring them all down under that act. So that happened in the 80s. It could be as easy as like her defaming the Kennedys and Jackie being like, I will leave you in front of everyone. I don't think she would have done that because you got to keep in mind that she was the first lady and like their image was everything. And at that time, getting a divorce was the most shameful. Can we can we at least agree that this is a very likely probability that the Kennedys and the mob were in cahoots in some way in her death? Oh, absolutely. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Not that. even a yeah. shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I'm I'm in a complete agreement. She was, this is my opinion, she was definitely murdered. Now, like I said, for what reason, by exactly who, I'm not sure. I do believe that the Kennedys and the mob, regardless whether the mob was used by the Kennedys to push the issue and make it happen, whether or not the mob and the Kennedys' information was, you know, confided in her or whatever she heard too much 
it don't matter if the Kennedys hired Joe Blow down the street. I don't care who did it. What? <laughs> That's the fucked up part. It may have been who, CIA operatives. What was it actually about? You know what I'm saying? Because mm. I'm in that- the... That's the, the, de- that's the debatable more. part because like at the beginning of this episode i told you i know i will tell you without doubt you will know what happened to her but that's why or who that's the debate yeah what yeah. what issue were they really pushing or protecting that's the craziest part about it but we can all agree she didn't take an overdose of pills absolutely not yeah not absolutely. a suicide absolutely not so yeah I want to wrap this up with some closing thoughts here. Okay. Okay. And just a cool tie back. Now, Marilyn lived on 12305 5th Helena Drive in Brentwood, Los Angeles, less than an hour from Laurel Canyon. And you know, uh, that I, uh, you know, I always got to tie everything back to the canyon. Um, absolutely. And we were talking about how ritualistic some of these deaths can be. And with the eights and she was killed on eight, whatever, 62 is an eight, then buried eight, eight, 62. That's three eights. But um, if anyone's interested, her house is listed on Zillow right now for a cool eight million. Let's go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Which house? Because I know that there's a TikTok influencer that is like a spitting image of Marilyn Monroe. And she dresses in the appropriate attire for like the 50s and 60s when she was popular. She doesn't like do the crazy outlandish lifestyle. She and her husband are just TikTok content creators, but they live in at least one of her houses. I'm not sure which one or if it was like um, the the Brentwood uh, death house on Helena Drive is on Zillow Uh for eight mil right now. And it's also on the uh, L.A. Haunted House Tour. It literally has to be. It has to be that it can't be. She was slaughtered like a sacrificial lamb in that house. Do you think there's not some weird fucking energy circling around in there? Now, I'm wondering also, as we bring up slaughtered and sacrificial energy, you're telling me that certain organs were taken. I am very curious what the entire list of those organs are. Are they only the liver and the kidneys and the filtration systems, right? The things that we would want to take out. Her heart heart was missing. Mm Hmm. There's a few key organs, and the heart is one of them, that makes me think that there may have been also some occult practices going on with the biggest, quote-unquote, no shade thrown, no judgment, the biggest harlot on earth at that time. She was the scarlet whore. I could absolutely see some religious cult. Keep in mind, Aleister Crowley and Thelema were popping off at this time. He's a nice Your boy at <laughs> NASA and was was active in the occult practices of dark arts and sex magic during this time when Marilyn Monroe had just been assassinated keep, keep or murdered keep in mind we put a man on the moon in 1969 this is 1962 but think so about absolutely at his shit think about the the occult aspect of completely shaming her in her death that right. they kept talking about how she was nude they stripped her of all of her clothing for everybody to see her like that completely shamed her in her death Said that she took an overdose of pills, which she didn't. Yep, defamed That It's all like she was clutching the phone and blah, blah, blah. They, they did not find her clutching a phone. She was in the soldier's position. Yeah. How could she be clutching a phone with her arms down to her sides? Nah. Like, there was so many made-up lies about her death. But, like, think about... I've talked about how Elton John has said numerous times that he writes songs in which language that he is an occultist and he wrote a song about it. A candle in the wind. Norman That's about Princess Diana, I thought. 
No, it's a that's about Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. He rewrote the lyrics after Princess Diana died. That is correct. I remember hearing the candle in the wind was in fact a song written by him before Princess Diana. But I thought again, I didn't do much digging past that. I thought that he had released it maybe like a year or two prior, and then she dies, and then he re-releases it, and it was like a one-two punch to make it the legendary track that it is. No, that was written for Marilyn. Goodbye, Norma Jean. Oh, my God. And all of the occult things that go into A Candle in the Wind. Yes! All of the occult things that go into Norma Jean. All the imagery. Oh, my God. Then he rewrote it. Get this shit. He rewrote it for Princess Diana, who was also killed, murdered. It wasn't an accident. Nope. Diana died in August. Another eight, boy? Right. I swear to God, Julie, you always come with so much fucking fire every time. Dude, he rewrote Candle in the Wind for fucking Princess Diana, who was also murdered in a very occult ritualistic fashion in August. Facts. Like, there's too much. And especially, like, even after her body gets to the morgue, it disappears for 10 hours. Right. And And then it's all all the critical things we need. Dude. That's... (sighs) That's my presentation. That's I what I have it. for you. I and, already have um, to deal with it, bro. I enjoyed it. I feel very knowledgeable now. Right? But, well, like, I mean, I guess I still want to know what happened to a cooter, but. Oh, my God. Uncle <laughs> Cooter, of course, wants to know what happens to Marilyn's Monroe Cooter. I'm just saying, bro, like, out of everything you could have took, you left that? Yeah. They probably didn't have the. Never mind. Even if that was a thing, they even if there was some occult you reason. Get, you just said it. They put a man on the moon eight years later. Allegedly said, but we don't believe that. Whatever. We don't believe the first moon landing. The technology allegedly served this thing. Allegedly, but keep in mind, dude, they hadn't even cloned the first sheep yet. Dolly, the sheep happened in the. I'm not saying make another one. Saying make a model of it. The only museum or something. You know what I mean? The (laughs) oh my god. The pussy that ruined the world? The pussy that could have ruined the world oh, if it didn't get Jesus. ruined first. So, look, the Somebody only way I could killed. see that being done is if it was, in fact, for an occult reason. I but even that to too. say, I don't, there's no evidence of it. We not, do know that her I'm colon not, was. I'm not saying that it happened. I'm just saying. Abused. If that's, that's the only part that fucks me up, I guess. Uh, this, the, the whole thing to me, because it's so, it's so shrouded in mystery. And until this episode, until I just told you guys this. It would be so easy to brainwash someone with a Netflix documentary into thinking that she really killed herself. And that's the problem. How many how many celebrities have been suicided and nobody bats an eye? Right. Mm -hmm. Like Kurt Cobain. I did an episode on Kurt Cobain because there's no way he fucking killed himself. Nope. Nope. That would be your your girl, Courtney or whatever. Absolutely. I mean, like he would have had to like pull the trigger with his fucking foot. Yeah. Literally his toe. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was no, off shotgun. No, and his tires were slashed. Yeah. And like all this stuff. Like there's no that that's why yeah. I always a woman bring, scorned. Just mm, say I always try to bring this kind of information to light because if that if Marilyn Monroe's death is a lie and JFK's death is a lie and Robert Kennedy's death is a lie, think of the chain of events that have happened through history to get us to where we are now. If you don't understand the past, you cannot understand what's going on right now. Correct. History has a weird tendency of repeating itself over yeah. and over again. And somehow we just don't be learning our lesson. People be peopling. Well, we just don't. I mean, you could look, and I've brought this up a few times. You could look at the the stoicism of Marcus Aurelius and you read this and you realize 
Bro, people have just been people since the beginning of time. Everybody's got their shit with them. We they all, always have. We all petty. We all dirty. All greedy. The biggest, the biggest thing I can say is really and truly at the end of the day is like, I guess, uh, where's it going? Crap. Well, there's no way to, to look at this and not know there was fuckery afoot. Well, I guess what I'm fuckery saying is foot. what do you do with the actual facts? Like, so I, I think a lot of people turn a blind eye to it, like you're talking about. So how many movie stars, Hollywood people, uh, political figures, all of the above that have died mysteriously, you know, accidental deaths and stuff. A lot of plane crashes. But it's like, in all honesty, how hard was it finding all this information? Not crazy hard. It wasn't crazy hard. And when you look at it, and another thing that I'll, I'll just tell you since you said plane crashes, a lot of those happened in August. Shocker how that works in my birth month. Of I, all guess, of it. I guess I'm just getting to the point, like, with actual facts, people have to actually realize that everything's fucked. I don't think anybody really wants to look at it and be like, yep, so the world's fucked, been lying to us forever. So on this, on this I show. Of, yeah, I know, yeah, I know we prove a lot of that wrong. I'm just saying. Well, we call it getting blackpilled. Right. It, it's a it's this feeling that people get whenever it's like we use it as a reference to the red pill, blue pill of the Matrix. When you get black pill is whenever you open up your third eye to the world around you and you realize I have literally been lied to since day one. Right. And it's depressing and it can make you cynical. It's fucked up. It really is. But we are not here to depress people. We are here to expose this knowledge, to wake people up to where they can start doing their own digging. Because once we all understand that we're being lied to, we can at least join forces in some way to let them know we're tired of it and we're done. No, I'm not always, saying that we're going to lead a revolution. What I'm saying is we can potentially lead to make, our small part being played. make people knowledgeable of the situation. Quit being so ignorant to it. And complacent. Because what I always tell my listeners is I hope every episode that I do, even an episode like this, ignites a fire within you. Because there's so much out there to be discovered. And I am so, it's like an honor for me to get to present information like this and ignite that fire with in someone else. Start a right. podcast, talk to your friends about it, share this episode with somebody. Yeah, who make, it, make, it, make it talked about. Fact. Absolutely. Because, like, let's say you have a friend that loves Marilyn Monroe, but they're not really into conspiracies. Share this episode with them. It will spark that fire within them. They will start looking for answers. This is how you wake people up. This is why we do what we do. Indeed. And speaking of, share this episode. If you haven't already gone and done so, hit the five stars, hit the share, the like, subscribe to the comments, leave a review, leave a comment, leave a post, all the things. The more activity the algorithm sees, the more we get promoted and pumped out to more potential listeners that could maybe become potential cult members. Thank you for all those who have already gone and done so. And if you haven't, I know you're listening on your phone. 98% of you anyway. I know 65% of you are listening on the iPhone. That means you have Apple Podcasts. It's a thumb click away. Go ahead and help us out. Help us pay our homage to the algorithm gods so we can grow this cult even further. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was an Absolutely. honor. As you Peach, tell the world where they can find you if they haven't already. People who have listened to this show, all of our cult members know and love and respect you through and through. But to the first time listener who may not have ever heard of you before, tell them where they can find you. Shameless plug. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have the Cosmic Peach podcast. It's wherever you dick around with podcasts. I'm on Apple, Spotify, you name it. I have a YouTube. I don't post all episodes on YouTube, only the ones that I feel like won't get taken down or whatever. Um, and I have an Instagram, cosmic.peach.podcast, where you can kind of just follow me and see who I am as a person. Um, which I feel like is important because I'm not just somebody who talks about conspiracy theories all day. I also have to live in this fucked up world. Um, and yep. it's, it's nice to have friends, you know, Absolutely so right. follow me on Instagram, check out the show. I'd love to have new listeners. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. 
as usual. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uncle Cooter, how do you feel, sir? <sighs> feel knowledgeable. Indeed. Indeed. Big I'm, brain energy. Like like y'all talking about opening your mind and looking into more stuff. What you, what you call it? The black pill? Black pill is when you get a little cynical. No, I know. I'm yeah. with you. I'm just saying, since I've been involved with you the past, I don't know, two years with all this stuff going on. Yeah. I think I've been black pilled. You may have. You well, may have been a little bit, but see, that's what maybe this. Maybe you've been has. just plain old red pilled. There you go. See, this show is about taking that other alternative, looking deeper and figuring oh, out that. the key things that we could do oh, yeah. to, to grow it. You know that's what I'm right. saying? To start the revolution, play our small part in it. If nothing else, if nothing, you know, share the information, maybe have some laughs along the way. Yeah. And that being said, this was another beautiful episode of the Cult of Conspiracy. And my name's Jacob. Cody. I'm Julia. <laughs> and there's one very important, extremely vital piece of information we need to learn just as soon as humanly possible. Put up that third eye.